true believers, and welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. I am the one that they call Chewy. <laughs> Hello. I, um, I'm, I'm Ian. <laughs> there are some who refer to me as Ryan. Would you like to go to the dance with us? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's totally, if you what? already have plans, it's it's fine. It's okay? fine. And actually, before I get into it anymore, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a chance now. We have a special guest with us tonight. Would you like to do an awkward introduction to yourself, sir? Hi, I'm Alan. <laughs> no. Wrong. Incorrect. Oh, oh. wow. What's, you look very different what's from the last again? time I saw you. Uh... I am the bearded one. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Try again. Hey, we, we fairly have equal. Beards. Yeah, we're pretty. Just tell everybody your bearded. name. My name is Evan. Hi. <laughs> hey, buddy. This is our buddy, Evan. Hey. He is uh, Phil, uh, Alan, unfortunately, could not make it uh, again so, with some uh, scheduling issues. So uh, our buddy, Evan, we're doing a first for Four Color Commentary. We're having somebody fill in for one of us. It's this is the true. first. So uh, Evan is here. He he yep. has some podcasting experience. He's been on stuff and things a couple times. Mm-hmm. He had uh, we have Eyes in the Dark, the yet to return podcast. Watch Phantasm. He's, he I, watched it. It's done. I learned today that he watched. We, it. All right, I've just been waiting on this guy. All right, you, all right. Yeah, I haven't watched it. All right, well, yeah, Ryan has to watch it now. <laughs> That's all um, I am to you guys is just a fill in. <laughs> a fill in villain. That's you. Oh. <laughs> That's the name of the episode now. Write Congratulations. Um, so welcome to Four Color Commentary, everybody. If this is your first time with us, hello, welcome. Uh, and uh, if you are a returning cadet, we salute you. And you will respect our replacement. Respect him. Yes, please. There you go. Um, so before we get into the show, a couple ways you can reach out to us if you like what we do and you want to uh, want to prevent me from reading the Joker's Joke Book, which I will do. I, I think we have some tweets this time. Do we? Yeah, technically we, we got tweeted at. So... I kind of want to hear this. But I feel like... Oh, I, no, we I, should make Evan read one. I feel like we should... I, I should subject Evan to some of them. We should make him suffer. Um, I'm into it. So, <laughs> make him suffer. So, uh, before we get into the show, though, you can reach out to our website if you'd like to, uh, or, or reach out to us at our website if you'd like to. Don't just reach out to our website. That's That that would be just a black hole of nothing. Or you could just touch their computer screen, but it's not going to do anything. <laughs> uh, so you can do that by going to uh, stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Go there, click on the four-color commentary artwork. You'll be taken to a page where you can listen to all our past episodes. Uh, you can also... Uh, you can also subscribe to us uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, reach out to us on social media. We have uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram there. Uh, and you can also uh, you can also email us. There's a contact us button on the front page. Click on that. Fill out the form. Select our show and shoot us an email, and we'll read it here on the show. So all of that at StephanThingsNetwork.com. So like good old Smile and Stan Lee says, every comic could be somebody's first comic, and we follow that that logic to on our show to a T. So. Uh, we like to introduce you to who we are and what we do, and uh, we have a, a couple sections of our show that we'll introduce you to as we go through it. But for now, I'm going to ask the immortal question a little bit later. Chewy, tell us about you first. Yes. So my name is Chewy, and Hi, Chewy. I've been caught off guard yet again. <laughs> gotcha. <clears throat> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you can uh, talk to me on Twitter at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A, um, mainly because we have similar tastes in comics uh, or music and what might that be well anything that's a little bit darker grittier heavier uh, if you're talking about comics maybe there's some more blood involved and just like tooth punching and eye popping or 
you know, just crazy stuff like that. Um, sometimes it doesn't even have to be body horror. It could be a psychological horror, you know. Um, but if you're ever reading a comic book and you're like, man, that's metal, that's a chewy book, let's talk. Hey, everybody. My name is Ian. Uh, you can reach out to me on the internet at, at irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-E-H. Why might you want to do that? Well, uh, if you want to ask who would win in a superhero fight, like Batman or Superman, don't listen to that movie. I'll tell you my own opinion. Uh, I, I tend to be the representative of mm. the big two on the, on the on the show here. The correct answer is Darkseid. Um, actually, Batman did beat Darkseid once, but that's a whole Tuesday. other thing. Uh, so, well, no. because Jimmy Olsen. Isn't it Darkseid? <laughs> no. No. It's Darkseid. Get out of here. Darkseid. Get out of here. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you, if you, I'm tend to be the representative of the big two on the, on the show for better or worse. Uh, but I also like to bring licensed comic books and, uh, independent books, anything really with a good story, I think. So maybe if the art's a little subpar, if the story really grabs me, that's usually a book that I tend to gravitate towards. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey. Uh, I like comic books. Yeah, no, I'm caught off guard too. I wasn't ready. I'm, I'm ready for another person. Yeah. First. It's all thrown off. Uh, I like comics as art and comics as literature. I like science fiction books and fantasy books and also kid-friendly books and also really weird indie stuff, underground, strange stuff where you and know, are like, dude, what? Like, what the heck? Why you do this? Or or that gives them nightmares for months and years to come. Yes, that's true. Um, I still have a fear of holes and rocks. You should. I mean, it's frankly terrifying that yeah. there's a hole that exists somewhere specifically for you. That uh, you're meant just to calling walk out into, to you. and then you turn into a weird... Calls out to you in your dreams. Did you ever read that, Evan? What? The, the Enigma the, of the, the Amagara Fault, Fault by Junji no. Ito. Oh, man. Go- you like Junji. Google it. Or Google listen it to our first Halloween episode. Yeah. Um... <laughs> What else am I supposed to say? Oh, yeah, Twitter. I'm on the internet. Uh, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. Uh, you can subscribe to my music picks at prestigeformat.com, though I haven't put one out in a while. Uh, but, you know, the end of the year's coming, so maybe I'll catch up. Hey, you got to say the thing. Which he, he did. He, he did. did? He said, he said it. it like first. Oh, man. What, comics is art, comics is literature? Yeah, yeah. now we said it twice. Yeah, yeah now I've said it twice. All right. So right. I don't have to say it I'm, for two I'm so caught off guard. Evan. I have saved hmm? the immortal question for you. I've never done this before. Oh, wow. Who are you? What gives you the right? <laughs> Why are you here? Yeah, seriously. Um, who are I you? Am, I am he. <laughs> the as one who you are knocks. he, as we are he, and we are all together. Yeah. Beatles joke. So what's your question? <laughs> yeah, you know Evan, what? I like this. I like Evan, this sass. Evan, I never how do you this. feel about the band The Beatles? Uh, Evan, so hmm. tell us a little about yourself um, and tell us a little bit about, uh, maybe just give us a brief little, like, how did you got get into reading comics and what kind of comics you, you typically like when, when you do read them? Huh. Okay. Um, <clears throat> as you said, I am Evan. Um, I, 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 read a com- I read comics a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I was a 90s kid. I mean, I was born in the 80s, but... Yeah, growing you grew up, up in, in the nineties. Uh, so X Men was pretty prevalent in my life. Yeah, um, that was pretty much all I like cared about when I was a kid. Not okay, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Um, that's all right. But I, that's like I, I knew Spider Man, I knew Superman, all that kind of stuff. But I was more like interested in X Men and like that kind, of, like Marvel kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman was probably the only DC thing that I really cared about when I was a kid. Right. But uh, yeah, and then like just you know growing up and getting into like junior high and high school, like just. I was too cool for school, you know, like uh-huh. most kids. Uh, and then I grew up and I was like, oh, this is actually still really cool. And so I like about five years ago or so, like I got really back into comics and started reading heavily, uh, sort of buying a lot. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, Adventure Time variant. A lot of, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of, a lot of comics. Fell on my, prey. 
my, so my, my wife was not stoked on it <laughs> and they just sit in a storage unit now so though you do have that one sketch cover of finn, finn punching, punching you in the face you. that was yeah, that's pretty solid. good yeah, yeah. yeah i will say that keep every that one forever every comic that i have ever bought physically i have read oh there you go um He's once at better least. than so me what you're saying is none me. of them are mint in sealed bag well i mean most of them that i bought weren't when i bought them either yeah come on <laughs> um anyways uh he doesn't fetishize them like we yeah it's okay do. neither do i no like, i mean like i take paper. care of them i'm, I'm going to rip no, they're, all, yeah, they're, in they're a all bagged and boarded yeah. i mean but like when they're i buy them off the shelf they're not in a bag right yeah that's true so cool well, what kind of books but, is there a certain type like you gravitate towards? Like, I think now nowadays, like I still, somewhat like you, like I still appreciate the big two, um, mm-hmm. as long as it's like a good story yeah. arc or whatever. Um, I got when I was getting back into comics, I kind of glommed onto a few that were like, I, I was like, I just want to read like image comics and like indie books, and then, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, but these are really good still, and so, <laughs> okay. but uh, no, yeah, but I, I, I would say, great. I would say my the my biggest draw or pull is stuff that has either good artwork um, or funky artwork, whatever you, however you want to go, we'll go with it. Um, Word. Yeah. Um, and then anything that's kind of, I, I'm, I'm not always like into superhero stuff necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just like a cool story or like funny or like whatever, I mean like, like real life kind of like indie comics is, you know, kind of more at my, my alley cool but i got i'm, I'm into everything but like yeah. i would say that those, those are things that kind of grab me and, and pull me in those directions awesome. so. well I'll, I'll let you do what these two do real quick and then oh unless chewy had a question. i was gonna say i remember when when we were talking before about what book you're gonna bring you kept bringing up stuff that i've already brought that's like space writers with uh, alexis yeah. zirit you know yeah, with yeah. all the neon like psychedelic and like humans. art in the humans I'm, yeah i'm surprised that we hadn't brought this book the book that you brought before Oh. Um, yeah, I, kept, I, remember, I read it years ago, and did I remember you get it when I when I was all into it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, because our because our buddy Jacob was also all into okay. it, and he's like, "You guys need to read this," and I'm like, ah, "I don't know." I'm just like, "No, read it." I'm like, "Okay." I remember and I kept I, pushing you to get it, and you're like, "I'll I'll, I'll read it someday," and yeah. I was like, "Just buy it." And I I remember reading it. I, remember, I read the first come. one. Um, so, uh, what other? I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a chance to plug. I'll let you plug if you want, because Evan, you do other things. Yeah, what? what? How do, do people what? find you? How do people on find the you on the internet? internet? What are some things that people can find you? Uh, my Instagram is just at Evan Braun, E V A N B R A U N, just no space. Um, my Twitter is at Evan the Braun. Ooh, so a little <laughs> little spice right there. Um, <laughs> Article spice. If you if you want to get stoked on a Twitter account, don't go to mine because I don't <laughs> post often. Um, True story. Instagram though, I do. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I mean. I heard I heard that you made ah. like a, some t-shirts. Oh. I'm gonna poke you with this samurai sword here. <laughs> that's a real samurai sword. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. from the show yeah. Heroes. Yeah. It helps you travel in time. Yeah. So oh, be careful. Oh. I keep it for home um, defense. I started a clothing company called Sleepless. Yep. Uh, if you are tired of life. <laughs> of this- wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. If you're it's kind of dark, man. If you're just tired and just burnt out on everything in life, go buy a shirt. <laughs> We are sleepless.com. Yeah. I'm going to, I I was recently Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I refused to buy anything during the discounts because I wanted to give you the full price for mm. the shirt. Oh, I, I didn't buy anything because Un- I don't have any money. But all my other friends who just decided to take advantage no, of the discount. I was thinking about doing it, but I went, you know what? No, I'm going to wait till that's done because I want to give you full Thanks, full man. money. I'll, do you want me to give you a, a anti-discount code to charge you more money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull a, pull a Cards Against Humanity. You On Black Friday, everything's five more dollars. <laughs> <You> should, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> this gives that. me the right. You should do that on April Fool's Day and see how many people go for it. Be like, it, like you type in, you type in the code fool, and it charges you five more dollars. People will probably still do it. <laughs> they probably It'd be will. awesome. It's a good way to endear you to your your customer base. Um. So okay. So that is all four of us. And as I said, there are four sections of our show which we'll get through as we go to them. So uh, section number one of our show uh, we start off with every time is called "Here's My Issue." It's where each of us bring an individual comic book. Uh, we come together. We talk about them. And we talk about things we like. Maybe stuff we didn't find so hot. Uh, it's kind of like a comic book book club. Ryan's favorite book phrase book. in the whole world. Comic book, um, book club. So I believe I, I drew the short Sweet. straw this time, uh, and I brought a license. It was licensed comic time in my rotation, so uh, I uh, brought a book uh, that was from. It's it's based on my favorite movie of all time. It's uh, it's based on Back to the Future. It's called. Uh, it's from IDW. It's called Back to the Future. Biff to the Future, and it tells the story of. Okay, you're gonna have to have a little Back to the Future backstory. You've seen the second Back to the Future movie. Oh, you're pointing. at Sorry, me. I just want to say I will fight anybody that says that Back to the Future is not the best trilogy ever. Ooh. Okay. Fight. I think you'll have to movie fight. Trilogy. I think you'll have to fight me. I think the original Star Wars one is better, but I right. do well, love Back to the Future. We'll talk. Uh, Back to the Future is my all-time favorite movie. Like, see that? I, yeah, Back I, to the Future Three is one of the best movies ever. Made. <laughs> I, d- I didn't know better that than it was Ghost your Busters all-time 2. favorite movie. I knew it was one of. It's my all-time favorite. Movie. By the amount, the first one of of times I spend a lot of time with you. You do have over the years. You do, and no the way. ratio of Star Wars references. In the house that are on you and that come out of your mouth versus Chewy. Remember what I told you? I know your audience. I don't think yes. I don't feel like you're as big of a Back to the Future fan as me, so I'm I not like going to go around right? being like 1.21 gigawatts. I mean, all in the Chewy's time. defense, Ian, you have five Force Effects lightsabers mounted on your wall, but I also have one, a whole corner only decorated. one hoverboard. I have a whole corner dedicated to Back to the Future. I think you, but need you don't own a Doc's DeLorean hoverboard. No, you need one, Biff's That's hoverboard. My... You need Marty's hoverboard. Right. You need Mar- Cowboy Marty's hoverboard. Doc doesn't have a hoverboard. Anyway, my, my buddy uh, used to have a band called Calvin Eastwood oh. based off of two oh, Calvin Klein. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alternate personas. Anyway, so this Hi. book uh, is about nice. <laughs> this book is about uh, what happens after Biff gets the sports almanac in the second Back to the Future movie uh, from the 2015 version of himself and rewrites the, history. The so this is how we get. Well, technically now it's the past version of himself. <laughs> yes, uh, that's why I said 2015, not the future version. Um, anyway. This is the story of how that alternate timeline skews off into that tangent, and we get to the Hill Valley where Biff is corrupt and married to Marty's mom, and his dad and Marty's dad is dead, and there's this huge casino uh, where in the Biff middle. Is president. Yeah, where Biff is like, yeah, where basically the 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 hellscape that was that version of 1985. So, um, this actually is a story is written by one of the uh, Back to the Future screenwriters, Bob Gale, uh, Derek uh, Fridolfs, and art by Alan Robinson. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I know it's licensed comics are always interesting because you either get one that's pretty good or you get one that's not so great and just cash in for, on the name. Uh, I'm curious what you guys thought about this one and how that holds up to that. Biff kills a guy. <laughs> yeah. After, straight up, after that guy straight up kills his grandma. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I'm, this turned I'm not dark saying it was got dark. I was reading this. I was reading this and I was like, I was like, uh, is this supposed to be like kind of a darker comic? <laughs> I guess. Like at that point I was like, there's. Like, he literally just killed a dude. There's two well, that's, murders that's, in three pages. That's the trigger that sends him into the dark timeline. Yeah. He's uh, like, I, I murdered okay. somebody. But it was a self-defense. So it's okay. So he has to deal with it. And he, but I remember and when I got to that part, time. I was just like, whoa. Yeah, this went okay. from zero to zero. And then to it, got, it kind of leveled fast. out after that, like, to more normal. Or should I, guess, I say but... zero to 88? Mm. <gasps> oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, But yeah. Okay. Well, what, what else did you guys think? 
That's it. Biff's <laughs> grandma it. looks like a troll. <laughs> get to that when we talk about I, the I guess I hadn't been clear about Biff's family situation up to this point, yeah. but it's just him yeah. and his grandma? Yeah, well, in, the movie, right. in the movie, he lives with his grandma. Yeah, he does. They okay. don't show her ever. No, they right. don't. You just hear her voice and she sounds yeah. like this. She goes, Biff, where are you going? I'm it's going to the just dance, like, grandma. Yeah. Grandma. When are you going to be home? Yeah, yeah speaking yeah. of voices, Looks I really... Like- like I really could hear the the actor, and I can't think of his name right now. It's right on the tip Tom of my tongue. Tom Wilson. Yeah, I really could hear his voice in everything that Biff said. Like oh you yeah, could tell absolutely. That like you know the people involved with this had a really good handle on the characters, and it really felt like Biff. Even even the part where he killed a guy, I was like, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I like it. that's how the character in my mind would react to that. Yeah. Um, they do, yeah, they do have a good handle. I mean, obviously, it's Bob Gale's writing it, so but it, 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 that's the one thing I will give this is that it does feel like a Back to the Future thing. It doesn't feel like something glommed on. At least to me, it feels like, oh, this is what they intended. Just never, we never heard this story. Um, it feels like the movies. It feels like the character. So they did a good job, at least on that front. I think I was, I was a little confused when they go. Like when she goes to play her slots, uh-huh. it just looked like they were in Vegas all of a sudden. I think they are because it said six hours later they drove oh. from California. He's from yeah, he's from Vegas. he's from Hill Valley's in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, I just, it was like it. it yeah, it, it was a quick. It's it just was a weird quick to me thing. that her grandma's like, "I gotta go play my slots." Like it's just, it's like a daily thing for her. Maybe it's like a weekend <laughs> thing. I don't know. It seemed yeah, like no, it was like it was something little, they do on the weekend. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It was okay. not very clear. Um. But yeah, and then we, we, we see a little bit. Biff Biff gets kicked out of school? I, I think, you know. Well, he quits. No. Well, well they, tell both. Him, they tell him. You yeah, can't yeah. fire me. I quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from school. I think. Can you get fired from school? I mean, if you're a teacher. I think I, uh, I, I opened this book and I started reading it. In the first couple of pages, I was like, okay, here we go. Oh, man, references. And then Marty's going to show up like in three pages and then docs and show, and then it's going to be all the stuff and it's going to be all the like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, eh, eh, but it wasn't. And, and I dug that. I mean, like, obviously there's a lot of like references and, and, you know, I mean, like there's a nods. lot of him getting sayings wrong. Right. That's what Biff does, you know. It, yeah. But but it's all in character and it's specific to him. It's not just like, well, this is part of the movie series, so we have to have it in there somewhere. No, you're right. Like um, Lorraine shows up on one page. Strickland shows up a couple of times, but that's it. it. It seems natural. It doesn't feel like forced in there. Like, Look, it's fitting right now. I feel yeah. like the only, I feel like the only, uh, like the first page was like the only, um, I guess like it, it co- coincided with the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. The first page is, is, is scene. what happens yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Right? right. But then right after that, it like goes into like what you don't see in the movie. Well, I think that, that was you... a clever way to start it to be like, yeah. Hey, this scene is familiar. Here's where we go from there. Not mm-hmm. just like, Hey, you know, now let's start this. You know, it, it kind of eases you into it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't also do the whole like, like, oh, no, here it is. All of it. Like it, it, you're in the middle of that conversation, which is I, I thought it a yeah. cool way to start a book. Yeah. And it also heavily references the first movie when his grandma's like, why? Why do you have? Why did your face get punched? Yeah. Why does your car smell like manure? It's like, oh, I remember. I remember that part in the movie. Yep. But it's not like, hey, it's Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. It's not blah, like blah. oh, there's there's a vest in the background. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the reason is because oh, let me give you the let me give you the the Back to the Future nerd reason. It's because this is before Doc and Marty found out that Biff did this and went back in time to fix it. This right. is what happened before they went to try sure. to fix it. This is what led to the alternate 1985. Right. right? Exactly. Uh, so speaking of which, it sort of ended. It it really yeah. felt like not 
a story, but rather part one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, I mean, level it, that it complain is. all the time. It is. Uh, but yeah, it it it's. I mean, it's kind of got an episode. He kills that dude, and and now he has money, and at the end of it, he's a rich guy. Yeah. And but it's. And then next, it just well, sort of like accelerates in the last like three pages. They're like, yeah. ooh, we need to move forward. Uh, montage. Well, yeah, and it hits that first major plot point that they, they bring up in Back to the Future 2, which is that on his 18th birthday, he placed a horse race bet and won this much money, and then he's going to date celebrities. So, yeah, it does kind of do, it does a little bit of setup of like things that Back to the Future nerds would like to know, like what happened yeah. to his grandma then? Or like what oh, happened? Yeah. How did this happen? What happened with school? Like what happened? Oh, what what happened to his grandma? Uh, she dies. Yeah. Uh, here's, so, she, I mean, here's here's her corpse in the trunk of a car. I mean, yeah. Uh, but that, uh, that, that that picture was kind of gnarly. But I mean, it, it, but we know that Biff. Here's the thing. I will say this. I'll make the story justification. We know that Biff in that alternate 1985 is like murdering people. Like he kills right. Marty's dad, spoiler That's alert, true, true. and he's gonna kill Marty. Yeah, he had a gun, like a so like that was like the first step of like him going boss. like, oh, he's I, like a mob, I'm I a killed, bad guy. I killed somebody and nothing happened. And, like and I got I like away it. with it. So I don't know. I, I I enjoy that. What do you guys think of the artwork though? I, I thought it it's hard to do a book based on a movie because you have to either you you have to pay homage to the actual actors. By either like drawing photorealistic faces or make it caricature, but if you make it too caricature, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I think they did a good job. Uh, I think it's it's pretty cartoony, but you can definitely tell who all the people are. It, it it's it's caricature without being like slavishly devoted to exactly how uh, the actors looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was. I think fine. I think they get a lot of the caricature in with the uh, expressiveness. Oh yeah. On their faces, so it's less of like, oh, I'm gonna draw him like you know, as a cartoonized like. It, it, it's just like, okay, when he gets surprised, then we'll be like, oh, there's like the wacky, there's the there's the wacky lines. Yeah, I like. But that. I agree about about Biff's grandma. She looks like a little troll. <laughs> I didn't think that um, Biff looked like Biff at all. Really, you didn't think so? No, I mean, and like in certain frames, like like you're saying, like in certain, I guess, emotions, he did a little bit. Um, I feel like Lorraine looked like Lorraine, but she yeah. was only in two panels or two uh, shots. And then Strickland looked like Strickland-ish. I don't know. Like it was the artwork was. I mean, it was good. It wasn't, but it, like it wasn't. Um, I don't know. Like the, like Biff's character just looked like his mouth was like too weird for me. <laughs> like in every shot. He had he, like, too weird of like, a mouth. He was like, like his lips were always like, whoa, like, like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> okay. I don't know how to explain right, it. No, I just fine. like, it, like obviously I know who he is going into it. So there's that part of it. But like this, this guy on the first page, like it was just like, yeah, uh, he's, yeah. the artist like, has a way to draw. Well, I mean, it's kind of a weird looking dude in real life, but, but yeah, yeah. It, I, I can see what you're talking about. It, we we've talked about this before. I forgot what other book it was, but I was talking about we we're talking about lips. Oh, Paul Pope. It happens a lot in Paul oh, Pope yeah. books. Yeah, like yeah, lips. Yeah, yeah. Like when you choose to draw lips, it's always gonna, you got to do it all the time now. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> is, that the, is that the title of your art? Yeah. Book? When you choose when you choose to, to draw, draw lips, lips, a guide. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like it's okay. like yeah, I can see that. It's like when you're aware of your breathing. Yeah. And now you have to purposely draw breaths all the time now. Yeah. For the rest of your well, life, it's like when Jim Lee decided to draw the tread on Batman's boot in that yeah, one. Yeah, it's like now nah, you gotta like, do it forever. Yep. 
All right, now I'm doing this. Yeah. No, no, so, like, I, I get it, because there's always that, like, okay, well, maybe it's slightly different color, but now that looks like some sort of lipstick. Yeah, now, yeah. Okay, it's maybe it's the same color. Thing. Now it just looks like uh, it, it's this weird, sweet spot that right. really, I think, works best in a stylized, a really overly stylized art style. But here it, it didn't go far enough on that spectrum, I think, so it does sometimes stand out, like what you're yeah. what you're saying. It, it, like I, it's very like it's it's very detailed. Yeah, I'll give it that. Um, I just like I feel like I don't know. I, I feel what you're saying. I don't I hate like, it, but I don't yeah. love it. I feel like um, there's a there's a big difference between like the way Biff or characters who actually have actors based on them, and then people like his grandma or like yeah. the stereotypical smarmy vegas guy mm-hmm. who is literally like every you know <laughs> smarmy vegas vegas guy that has ever existed as a caricature mm-hmm. and it's like oh well, we don't yeah like you you already know who this character is by based on how his lapels are well, i feel like you kind of hit it on the head like like because these are actual characters in a movie yeah like, yeah <clears throat> they already had kind of an objective to hit and yeah. i feel like if they didn't they could have been like if well if if we didn't know who biff was right before yeah. this like that would have been like, oh, it just looks like a some dumb jock. Yep. You know? Yeah. And then, but because I think we know who he is supposed to look like, it kind of tarnishes it a little I will bit. say yeah. this, Evan. You think Biff looks bad. That doesn't look like Billy Zane at all. <laughs> and that's why they only draw him from, he's, he's only in the distance model. They only draw him I'm very not, small I, in the background on two panels. I like old Louis Lapels here, though. <laughs> he's, he's pretty, hey, it's me, Louis Lapels. Hey, yeah. You can tell how he talks and everything. Like, yep. I'll help he, you out. He, right he doesn't here. even exist as a character. He's just sort of the cipher of <laughs> that character that you've seen in every movie. Cool. He's the collective psyche of all sw- smarmy Vegas guys. Exactly. So not too terrible of a uh, of a licensed comic, surprisingly. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm curious to see. I feel like, I, I feel like, as with any like divergent timeline book, like the first one is pretty similar mm-hmm. with like the first step. Mm-hmm. And and eventually down the road it's going to be like completely different, just right. like a you know pirate Batman or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I'm I'm kind of interested to see yeah. where this goes. They've uh, they've done a lot of Back to the Future comics. They're like little weird one off ones. They just pretty much did the entire Back to the Future video game they released a few years back. Oh, nice. A Telltale game. They did that in as a comic called like Citizen Brown. It's about this alternate timeline where Doc Brown gets married when he's younger and then it's like this like dystopian utopian society in the nice. future it's weird uh, but it's fun uh, so yeah IDW has been doing this for a little while but yeah I, I would say I, I heard about this a while ago I'm stoked that we read it because actually I enjoyed it um, if you guys want to check it out anywhere IDW books are sold uh, you can find it I'm sure this is probably collected into a trade by now uh, and you can also find it digitally on Comixology so uh, that is that so Chewy I believe you're next right yes it I was is gonna I. say this seemed like your book. <laughs> it is I. Um, I will. I will confidently say that I knew. I knew who every book or who chose every book. Yeah, <laughs> I got so thrown. This. I got we, thrown we for a loop to type. with with the first print because I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Seems did I pick? The, did maybe I, pick, I did. Yeah, it. yeah. Forgot maybe I did it. it. Forgot, forgot about it. it. <laughs> um. So I brought a book. It's an image book. It's called. Uh, coyotes or coyotes, <laughs> if you will. Those are those those are those skinny German shepherds you see around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know the ones where you go and you're like, "Nice doggy," and you try to pet them and they bite you. Yep. I'm not gonna um, lie, I could probably take a coyote. Yeah. Just like take it like home. Like on a date? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fight a coyote. I pay five dollars. I feel like coyotes that. are pretty weak. 
They're all little. And they're, they're 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 bad in packs. They're scrappy. They're scrappy. They're scrappy. They will. Yeah. They can take a but look beating. at me. I mean, take like... a licking and keep on ticking. Because <laughs> they a rhyme. They made a <laughs> it rhymed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Never mind. Coyotes number one. Um, story by Sean Lewis and art by Caitlin Yarsky. Uh, it's out on image. It came out in November of this year. Um, so like just the, like it's brand new. Yeah, it's very new. Um, so get on it, you know, if you want to get on it. Um, we look at man, an alternate reality, a future reality, possibly. There's assassins and where coyotes, maybe or not. I don't really know what's going on yet, but we've got some sort of like a trained assassin scenario and she's like hunting where coyotes. It, it, it's weird. Um, I, I, I brought it mainly on like title and just like cover alone. Cause it's so brand new. I didn't know much about it. Um, but yeah, it, it it's, it's kind of weird. Um, what did you guys think? All right, so I have a question right off the bat with what you said. Yeah. So, I, or maybe I don't have a question, but I have thoughts. Thought. So, I didn't get that they were where coyotes until the very end. Same. Exactly. I'm, I'm like, are these metaphorical coyotes? That's that's Is what this? I thought. And so, uh, and so the end was a was a pretty big twist when it's like, oh, that's like an actual beefy looking coyote there. Yeah. What's what now? And I the, now I need to reread this. <clears throat> Yeah, so I'm confused. The end, end or like the, which part of the end? Uh, the when you see the the dead were coyote on the ground, who's all torn. Yeah, it was all torn up and stuff. And I was like, but not when like she was holding the head and then it turned into a human head. Yeah, so that could still be metaphorical in my mind. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, are these yeah, monsters? Yeah. Are these men? These right. men are monsters. Are they metaphorical monsters? Are they literal, actual monsters? Exactly. Right. And I kind of yeah. like I kind of like that. And and I thought it was a I thought it was a good. Is a good way to do that, where it it sort of worked either way for a while. So, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was gonna just make a joke, but go ahead. So, for those of you that are unaware, um, part of the reason why I'm confused. So, I mean, like, okay, it starts off. You got these. They're talking about you know coyotes and people are getting taken and like killed and stuff like that. So, in uh, Latin American culture, especially for people that cross the border illegally, coyote is like an actual. Uh, whatever you want to call it. It's the person that facilitates you crossing the border illegally. They arrange for your transport and buy your supplies and all that stuff. However, if you do more research on it, coyotes or coyotes are actually, um, I mean, it's not, it's not a stretch to imagine that someone that's doing, you know, facilitating an illegal service is kind of a scumbag and kind of in some way indebts you to their service and stuff. And a lot of times they'll use that to strong arm people and to, you know, bleed them out of all their money or to get them to procure like illegal services for them in the future and stuff. So I thought it was people trying to cross the border and then these people are like kidnapping them and using them for, you know, human trafficking, drug trafficking, whatever it is. And then we get the possibly like, Oh no, there's a, Oh no, they're in the alleys and they're going after women. Okay. So they're just like, like crazy, like bad dudes. And then, possibly aware coyote so that that's where like my whole confusion came from with that um 
I was going to say there have been, this is now two stories this November that have come out about Hispanic, uh, Hispanic culture and folklore. One is a fun Disney Pixar animated movie. The other is this story about werewolves. <laughs> yeah. Where, where coyotes. So here's the thing. I, I, I felt. Do you very, make the distinction when you're talking so about cryptids? I kind of put that I, to, I kind of figured that might be it. Cause when I saw the beginning, I'm like, Oh, there's these people and she killed a bunch of them. And it's called, I'm like, this is another thing where it's like there's bat monsters. Like we were at the bat. I'm like, there's gonna be some sort of thing here, isn't there? <laughs> and I was like, I know Chewie. There's gotta be a monster in this somewhere. Oh, who's the monster? So here? like, I I wasn't as surprised. I was kind of like, oh, when when she cut off that head and it turned into a guy, I'm like, oh, theory confirmed. That's what I figured. I'm like, okay. So she's like, I was kind of feeling throughout the book like, okay, where is this going? Like I'm trying to find the 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 hook for yeah. me. And when that happened, I was like, okay little girl being trained to hunt werewolf werewolf coyote men like yes and like 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 being taken under the wing of this woman who's like like harboring her but but teaching her how to do it i'm like yeah on board like Like adam kind of yeah Yeah, dig it i'm like this is great um it's like yeah it's like little girl assassin like it's like what if we put hit girl against coyotes that's what i want uh, that's what i want to watch yeah well Um, it's she feels i mean honestly she feels more like street angel than that's actually true that's actually more accurate um I, I just really that's I really like enjoyed too the kind of uh, yeah that's two as well but she doesn't have claws she's got she's sword. got a sword um, true. I, I really enjoyed her back her, like her backstory is very tragic very very sad when you find out like oh yeah we're just going out for one night of having fun it's all it takes yeah don't have Never any have fun. kids don't have fun <laughs> and also how she like kind of was mean to like who's now her only friend and yeah yeah like I kind of ignored her and then her eyeball popped out. <laughs> Yeah, not rough. And now I call her eyeball. <laughs> no, eye patch. Eye patch. What's up, eye patch? That's like it. That's like something I would do. Yeah, yeah, it's like if I lost my leg and I had a peg leg, you'd call me peg leg all the time. Oh, we, <laughs> yeah, we definitely would. I'm In sorry, fact, man. not only that. No, not only that, but I know Evan. Evan is real quick, whether he knows it or not, to like find that one thing. You're like, <laughs> I hope nobody notices the spaghetti stain on my shirt. And he goes, hey, what's up, stains? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Full stains in. I'm like, oh, like I know that, like if anybody's gonna gonna figure out my game, it's gonna be this guy. He's gonna be the one to call me on the carpet in front of everybody. And be like, hey, yeah, he does have a stain on his shirt. Yeah, let's all point and laugh. Come on. Um, I'm not that bad of a guy. No, no. Speaking of that guy, what did you what did you think? You've been you've been quiet because we've been hogging the conversation. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one yet. Um, I liked the overall idea of it. I think it just gets, in my opinion, it got a little lost, like in a lot of the, like I did, like that madam chick, like I didn't really get her involvement. Besides that, she's like, she's staying with her, like that's all. Yeah. But like she like, like you guys are saying, oh, like she's training her to be an assassin. But like I didn't really get that out of this. Besides the fact that. Like when she was doing like the puppet master thing, that was I, I it. figured it was kind uh, of it was a little. Implied. It was it was trying to be pretty yeah. metaphor, and that was that was the other thing that I was like, oh, this book is already being really metaphorical. Yeah. These coyotes are probably. I uh, I did get a little like um, the only thing, the only like I guess not complaint, but like I guess thing that threw me off a little bit when reading it was just like the choice of language that they used, and not that I'm against like cursing in comics. But I feel like it was kind of overboard in this one. And yeah, it to was the point, interesting. To the point where it was almost, it felt unnecessary. Like mm-hmm. saying mf like all the time. And I'm just like, what is the point of that? 
like that it like it, it was enough to where it like threw me off of like what i was actually reading mm-hmm. um that was the only thing that like only i guess like beef i had with it but i almost like i almost am more interested in this transfer cop and his story right yeah than i am in this girl not gonna lie well, I yeah, feel like they have I feel like cool they're gonna. I feel like their stories the are end, gonna. Yeah. I feel like their stories are gonna come back, and we're yeah. gonna have more intersection. That he's gonna be mm-hmm. like, you know, the one cop who's yeah. not a bad. And dude. I think, I think the fact that like it's only I've only read the first. It's, it's. I'm a little like not lost, but like I just like I don't really feel like I can say, oh yeah, I back this 100. Um, yeah, I feel like if I read the next couple and kind of mm-hmm. got a little bit more meat to the to the story, um, where I could like kind of be fully. Involved, but the art I think the artwork is really rad. Yeah, the um, artwork in this is great. It's different. It's it's like super intricate at times, but then super not at the same time. Mm-hmm. But in a Stylized. good way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I also I, I like the use. I, we see this a lot in, in comics of like the white gutters, and then like yeah. doing like a full page spread that has little other like panels on it, but using the full page. Um. Yeah. yeah some of the backgrounds too. Sometimes are just like solid colors or like a gradient um which is interesting you don't normally see that too often yeah, uh, especially like, like the coolest one was the one with the madam chick oh yeah, yeah doing the, i forget her name doing the puppet master doing thing yeah yeah master. where she's like the background and then there's like puppet a couple little panels mm-hmm. I, did, I did like in the, the duchess scene where she's yes. uh being chased by the coyotes and running back you go from the um the gutters being like or the panels mm-hmm. having smooth edges and oh, very yeah, clean and all to all and jagged and, and all that create like a kind of a chaotic in, or like a, yeah an intense scene. Yeah, I, it was, I, I, I like when they do stuff like that. Yeah, I really like. I thought the the colors were interesting because none of the colors are all the colors are earth tones. Like everything is an earth tone. Even yeah. the blues and the greens are still really really earthy. And then nothing is that vibrant. Like I think the vibrant most vibrant color we get is like. Like a bright yellow or a bright orange. Yeah, yeah. But she lights the house on fire. But but yeah, everything it, it feels very muted. It feels very much like that kind of sun bleached desert mm-hmm. coloring. Mm-hmm. Uh even even at night, even when it's dark, it's not that dark and it's more like a like a blue than it is like a black. Um, which which is kind of what the desert's like when there's a full moon. And so mm-hmm. I thought that that yeah. was, I thought that was, I really like the color choices in this book. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's also trying to like paint the picture of like a, like, because it's the first issue, and they're kind of trying to tell the backstory. Yeah, it's kind of trying to tell like a not awesome story, I guess, of what how this girl was brought up. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's like, oh, absolutely. Like even like the the scenes in like the police department are like that greenish color. Where yeah, like it reminds me of like Matrixy kind of, uh-huh. or like mm-hmm. the Disney like go go away that green gray yeah like color they paint stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of that helps to you know really put you off off center in terms of deciding what is real, what is metaphor, what is perception and what is actual, at least for me. Cause yeah, like when she cuts off the dude's head and it turns into a dude's head instead of a coyote, I'm like, okay, it could still be metaphorical, but then they find that thing at the end. And I'm like, and then, I don't, but, I don't but then the know. severed head like talks to her. It's like, right. It's, you know, like how much, and I, and I think that, I kind of like it existing in that sort of dream, yeah. like you know how much of this is real state. Yeah, uh, at least I, for a little while longer. Yeah, you know? but even yeah, that yeah. scene, I feel like, like that works. It, that scene doesn't make it like he's he's telling her that his he was his he was her sister's busboy in that scene. Yeah, so it's almost like it wasn't like he was a bad dude. 
Right. That, that's yeah. yeah, and that's and that's and that's sort of part of that sort of weird, ambiguous, like what's happening yeah. here. Well, no, I feel like the, the thing the at the end guy? that you are see these monsters or are they the actual were, monsters? The were coyote with like all the boils and stuff at the end doesn't even look like any of the other coyotes. Yeah, its face is all jacked up and weird. Doesn't yeah, it looks look like, like a way snout. more like a monster. Yeah, than it looks like coyote. a chupacabra. What? There you go. <gasps> yeah, more folklore. It was you. <laughs> it was me, fool. Chewy. I was running in the desert and then my head got cut in half. What happened? And then I was like, "Blay." And then some guys found me and I was like, "I better pretend to be dead, but oh, no. I'm not." <laughs> um. So, Chewy, where can people check th- more of this out? It's an image book. It's brand new, so you're not gonna find it, you know, collected in trade yet. But you can find it digitally. Like it, li- this came this out came like out. a week or two yeah, ago, right? This, like it's super literally recently. just this came brand out. New, so if you're looking um, to jump on a new comic, you may be able to find it, uh, Brick and Morty, still, uh, if you uh, <laughs> hop in there fast enough before they move off the shelf, like they do sometimes. Uh, otherwise, digital, um, you know, comicsology and and in image. Yeah, you can buy it directly from Image. Yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, Ryan. I believe it is your turn now. So, Ryan, what? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, so I, I, got, brought... I got this one. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, cool, cool. I wrote yeah. this book called Heart of Weirdness. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the title is a reference to Heart yeah. of Darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it this is uh, like written by Seth Andrew Jacob, drawn by Al Michael. He's credited for the art. Um, it's with... an awesome name. Yeah, it's his. I like to imagine it's... he's a robot, but I know he's not. Obviously, My name it's not is like Al Michael. Given name, but this is like I just think of Crumb Populous Michael. <laughs> Gosh, no <laughs> more, care. no just, more references to Rick and Morty. Just like killing. <laughs> uh, colors by Pete Toms, letters by Colin Bell, design Dylan Todd, and um, so yeah, I, I figured I brought a uh, a very different type of book for first print, so I wanted to bring for uh, here's my issue, just literally the exact opposite of 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 the book that I had brought. Uh, so this is a sort of weird psychedelic. Maybe it's a science fiction story. Um, about a guy who goes into another universe to find a mad doctor and put a stop to his evil schemes. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's what happens. I, I'm pretty or sure that's what it he is. went into the Vietnam jungle to find Colonel Kurtz. Yep, but 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 they're all aliens or from another dimension or tribe people that haven't really been exposed to modern civilization. Yep. Who knows? Are they human? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What would you guys think? Uh, I, I feel like the story itself is pretty straightforward right up until the end. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if he actually caught the scientist man and shrunk him down into like a little rock that he just then crushed with his hand. And he's like, that's why it says everybody breaks. Or if it's like, I've lost my sanity and I, I don't know. I, maybe it's a little of both. Maybe that's the point. Maybe um, he's the scientist. I thought it was we- definitely a weird, like weird science fiction, total Ryan book. But I will say, like, uh, I, I didn't find like the plot itself hard to follow. Like, it wasn't like so artsy that I was like every single page is this. It's like it just it poses questions, but it, I don't feel like the story, like plot wise, had all these like well maybe's. Um, for the most part, it was seemed pretty straightforward. Like, hey, there was this doctor. He did this. He went to the alternate dimension because he went nuts because he lost his dog who never came back. Uh, so now you got to go in there and we need to find him. Um, and then you find out he just basically used these people like a, like a monster and, and thought he was God. And apparently guys come up and said the end, that's what I kind of got out of it. Yeah. But there's more to it than that. Is there? I, I, I think. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if the ending is just literally like, hey, he had this machine and it turned him small because I chose that. Or like, I don't know. I don't or know. Or if it was symbolic of yeah, something. Yeah, is it what, what's going on? Was what it is literal it? or was it symbolic? symbolic? I don't know, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I dug it. I thought it was cool and weird and I definitely liked all the little like... Heart of Darkness slash Apocalypse Now references. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah. stop them by any means necessary. I'm like, or terminate with extreme prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where's Marlon Brando? Yeah. Marlon <laughs> You're just Brando's an errand boy sent by grocery clerks to collect yeah. their bill. <laughs> Did he improv most of that? Crazy, right? Uh, Did he? Yeah. yeah he, oh, did. Wow. he did. He hated the script. He's like, I'm going to rewrite. I'm going to do this. I'm an actor. <laughs> so give me a cheeseburger. Evan, this is a Ryan book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. No, it's, I, uh, I picked that out instantly. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off the cover alone. Yeah. <laughs> this one um, has the brightest colors. It does. I will not lie. I did not hate it, Uh-oh. I, but I did not get it first off. Okay. But, um, no, I, I thought it was weird, quote unquote, but, uh, I think like, <clears throat> like you guys are all saying, like, it's, it's, it's kind of left up to like, like the ending is just kind of like, uh, well, what? Yeah. What? It's, yeah, um, I'm not sure if it's like literal or, or, or metaphorical. Yeah. I, I, I think for how simple the artwork was, I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. Yeah. I like when a simple artwork like is executed really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I the, think the artwork is definitely kind of referential to it's, like Mobius. Yeah, it's yeah, v- yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a thing. It's, oh, yeah. I it's like the, the colors, colors that they use too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like books like this that are kind of just like like it's almost like an Inception ending where you're just like, what? what? Which one could have been it? this or this? Yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, we were talking about it earlier a little bit, and you're all. Is there more? Yeah. I don't know. This, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's and that's kind of And that's like, how Ryan books are. Okay. Just one and done, and we never know I'll more. I'll tell you why I didn't like this book. I didn't right. like it because this is the only one, and because I'm like, <laughs> come on. Like, it wouldn't, it doesn't even have to be the continuation of this, but just give me something else by the by this team it, with the same type of approach to it to make me feel like oh there's more stories like this because I I really did enjoy the story looking I, for a different I, approach I, I, I'm looking for a different approch some windswept looks you know maybe a a Montoya a Montoyan <laughs> connection um like something like that but um no no I I enjoyed it it was um it it, it was cool it it like Ian said the plot was easy to follow. Um, right up till the end there. <laughs> yeah, no, like it, it was there. That's what I felt like after I read it. Oh, <laughs> no, one of the pinups. Nice. Which I actually love this picture, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but um, it 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 was it was cool. I liked it. I wish there was more of it. And yeah, the art was awesome. I love this kind of very simplistic, very like you know little tiny details art approach you guys want to know my interpretation of the ending sure but, please yeah. tell well I, the guy is the 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 when he finally when our hero who i don't think has a name uh finally stumbles upon dr fault uh, uh he, the guy is like at the nexus of all universes he's he's in a place where he could start over and rewrite everything that exists but instead this guy comes in and i i get the feeling he just sort of like removes him from the universe but not at that moment, but for all time. And so 
the doctor never existed. And so then he never went on this mission. Hmm. Okay. Right. And then, but he, he, he doesn't completely demolish him. He just sort of puts him in a little bubble. And then at the end, when he's talking to the general and the general's all like, you know, uh, we need you to go do this. He's like, nah, it's done already. Yeah. The general seemed all sketched out when he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to need you to explain what you mean by that. Well, yeah, it's because it's because it's sort of like he rewrote reality. Yeah, like at that I moment. don't know who you're talking about, but like they never out out oh. and out say I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I, I so feel like that's he, where the quote unquote erased, erased him. him. Yeah, like the, the general didn't know he was who he was talking. Okay, yeah, okay. he didn't know that he ever oh. went on the Senate. He never sent I him on the mission. He never went yeah. on the mission. Did the mission ever happen? Yeah, because that when he comes back, it kind of starts off how it did in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that intercom thing, and mm-hmm. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put that together either. <laughs> Um, Mine's blown. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mine's melted in true Ryan fashion. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was fun. Obviously, it's pretty science fictiony. Yeah, it's my thing. That is your thing. <sighs> that makes me more interested in it now. You can download it for a dollar if you go to heartofweirdness.tumblr.com. A dollar. Uh, ninety-nine American cents. You can yeah. ask these guys. I give them dollar opportunities all the time to do weird and wacky stuff, and they never take me up on it. It's <laughs> true. Dollar goes a long way. <laughs> this it is does. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I would rather spend a dollar on this comic. Oh, well, well, okay, maybe next time instead of instead of being like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you a dollar," be like, "Hey, I'll buy you that comic if you do if you, <laughs> you do this weird thing I'm asking you Deal. to." Deal. <laughs> yeah, a dollar will take like, you into the it, heart sucker. of weirdness. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good deal. It's I think. Great. Boom. I think I think that most of Evan's challenges for a dollar take us into the heart of weirdness anyway, so that works out. All right, buddy, you're up. Evan, it's your turn. All right. Tell us what is this? Who is your daddy? And <laughs> what does, does he let do? Let me ask you a question before I before I go into did you did any of you guys read past the first issue? Uh, I have not. I read the whole thing. Yeah. I the whole by the whole thing you, the trade. Sorry. No, I just read the first issue. Okay. Okay. That's that's fine. I just wanted to know. Because like for me, it was like I couldn't wait for like the next one just because the yeah. first one. Yeah, I okay. my plane got delayed and I was like, "There's more polarity I could read." Oh, that's there you go. Reason. Okay. Um, well, so no, this movie, just... or movie. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. See, Evan, you're just a filler. This. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. The comic I, I chose last time was Polarity. Yes. By Max Bemis. Yep. Who is a singer in a band called Say Anything. Mm-hmm. He's a weirdo. Yeah. But is I that like him. that movie? Um, and <laughs> I mean, he, the name so is he wrote that, it and but... created it, uh, are by George Coelho. Yeah. Coelho? Jorge? Jorge Coelho? Or Coelho? Oh, I guess, I yeah, know. Jorge. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it could be George Col- is more of a GE scenario. Yeah. Coelho, yeah. if it's like Portuguese. Yeah. Either um, one. yeah. So this, I mean, I obviously got turned on this book just from Max, Be- being a fan of Max Bemis and like his weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there is music and stuff like that. And, uh, so when I heard this was coming out, I picked it up like as soon as it came out and, mm-hmm. um, it, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it speaks to me on so many levels. Cause it's just like, it's about a dude who is so sick of fake people in life, <laughs> yes. but he's also a freaking crazy person. <laughs> Um, literally he's a raging psychopath. And like maybe the, he's a superhero, and maybe yeah, possibly maybe he has some sort of power. Possibly, possibly being crazy equals being a superhero. Yeah, according to this book. Yeah, um, but that was like the yeah. So when I was reading it, I was like, for the first time, I was just like, okay, this is just like because Max Bemis talks like in all of his songs too. Like he's always just talking about like kind of 
mantic stuff and like being like he used to do a lot of drugs when he was young and he's sober now but like um so when he's talking about you know being crazy and taking all these pills and like in this comic and stuff i was like okay this is just him being weird and i i looked him up on wikipedia because i never listened to that band uh-huh. and uh i guess he also has manic depressive mm-hmm. and, yeah and so that's that's part of why yeah. Yeah, and and then but like by the end of it, like you see, he kind of has like superpowers type or super strength, I guess you would say. Or uh, yeah, he I has mean, super speed too, right? Well, maybe. Well, let's just let's just hmm. put it. Let's just put all the cards hmm. on the table. He headbutts a man, <laughs> and the and man's head explodes. explodes, and you see the brains. And the the, I was gonna say when we we're reading coy- coyotes, I was gonna be like, hey. This isn't the only eye danger that someone's been in. <laughs> no, this there's issue. so much eye there's danger. A, I like episode. at the very last panel where he's standing there. So he's like, I'm either really messed up on drugs or I, I just did a terrible thing. And there's just like an eyeball, but a little white eyeball with a little black dot right by his foot. I'm like, I also like that yeah. it bounces off his head yes. before it hits the ground. <laughs> it's insane. Um, yeah, I, I really, I, rem- I remember I read this book a long time ago when you first told me about it okay. and then forgot about it. <laughs> like oh, I was like, I mean, there's, oh, there's, there's, there's only there's only four issues. Well, I read the total. first one because you kept you. I remember when we it was right around when we started doing this podcast right at the beginning. You were just like, you should read this, you should read this, you should read this. And I'm like, oh yeah, totally. We should, I should do I should do that. And I read it on a lunch break at my old job uh, where we used to work. And uh, I went, wow, that was really. I went. I remember I went to you and I went, that was really good. You were right. And then I just never did anything yeah. else about it. Um, and now that I have all of it and I reread it, I'm like, oh, I remember being really intrigued by this premise of like, is he hallucinating this does he have superpowers um and i also do like the kind of i like the i I do understand the whole like everybody being fake um and like what is i don't know i I, what is even real art that's also a question that's asked here um because because that girl he's like oh like your art was way better basically saying you were way better when you were all bummed out and depressed like you you suck now i mean it's like rivers cuomo yeah his music was way better when he was depressed and locked in a room yeah then now when he has a wife and kid and everything is happy yeah Uh, millions of dollars (laughs) we all know the stuff i've written when i was all bummed out and depressed i mean it's the same thing with like ben gibbard too ben gibbard's great when he's all bummed out and sad but when he's like i when he was like i had zoe de chanel and i made these records you're like these are terrible these are not as good stop (laughs) stop doing stop being happy stop writing songs about how in love you yeah. are <laughs> be sad again um but that, that's like part of my like one of the, my favorite things about this book is like i tell you be like, that's my philosophy always like, be sad <laughs> i love how he ABS. calls out like so many like different like little nuances of like fake yeah hipstery people it's true i do I, but I, also I, I how it like, just feels like, like catcher in the rye to be honest it's just like yeah. oh he's just calling everybody phonies I don't, I don't, maybe I'm in a different place. In my you're life. older like, oh, than boy. You're no, old. it's true. Oh, Catching the, the Rye is one of my favorite books and yeah. I love that, okay. that book, but like, and I get what you're saying, but I think this is more on the level yeah, of it's, like, it's more modern. It's, it's, brought it's more to now. scene centric. Sure. Like he's talking about like artsy, like Brooklyn mm-hmm. people, which I feel like <laughs> it's funny. we all kind of view that also in our lives, but we're like, I was talking about Chewy, like we're yeah. also kind of integrated into that world yeah, we're, a little bit. We're pro- yeah. I drink LaCroix. Oh, I'm a LaCroix yeah. boy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Um, 
but uh, you're a dad. You're like more. I'll be honest. I, I, Evan is a dad, but you're more of a dad than any of us. You're you're like super dad. I'm wearing Costco pants right now. Let's Ex- be real. <laughs> exactly. I wear he's, slippers tonight. He's, no, you're, you're on your way, but, but you're not wearing Costco pants. Kirkland brand. I'll never do that. I'm sorry, Ryan. They're comfortable. They're hey. really comfortable. You'll get there. Remember, remember when Anakin? Remember when Anakin? I like when I like when jeans hug my. Remember when Anakin said he'd never join the dark side? But right. <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> Even the young ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm murdering kids now. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, I, I agree. We're, we're talking about this, and because, and yeah, there's that part of me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's pinning them. Yeah, they're all phonies, all of them phonies out there. But then there's that part of me where I'm like, I don't want but your I, autograph, but, I, but I've done phonies. that. I've, <laughs> I've said that. I've been there, you know, and, and, and just, you know, things things like that where I'm like, wait, by me sitting up on my ivory tower judging people yeah am i being the phony and then i the wish i could yes. headbutt myself <laughs> you could have into look into a mirror and just then you do it where's andy <laughs> um but i like how all of a sudden in this in this issue it's like all of a sudden he can like he's like talking throughout it like like oh like somebody's listening to me or, or ta- like like listening in on me and surveillancing me but then all of a sudden he's just like, oh yeah, I know where he is, and he just like hones in on the dude. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> not only that, but he's right. <laughs> like he's yeah. not nuts. Yeah. My favorite um, is, my still favorite is in the beginning when he just goes outside all stoked, but he's got no pants on and he gets hit by a car because <laughs> yeah. he thinks he's invincible. I, th- I yeah. think, I think, I think that's what hooked you, and then you're like, oh, calling out phonies. Oh man, all oh, that he headbutts a guy. I get, I get why this I just is love an, all the I get like, why this the, is an Evan book. The banter that he does, like, <laughs> like when he's not in conversation, like I'm just like. Oh, this is so good. Like, it's just so funny. Like the way he like complains about people. Yeah, it's it, it it's accurate. Um, I mean, like I've known, I've I've been this person and known those people and sure. been those yeah. people. Um, yeah. I I mean, I I still enjoy. I I really enjoyed the more like not superhero or superpower like the superpowery well, element of yeah. it. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, and did you ever a- read all of them? Or just the first I one? I know, just the first one. It's okay. funny because I, now I'm going to have to call out Shyamalan and be like, oh, you weren't the first person who said, like, maybe if you have some sort of what people perceive as a mental disability, you secretly have superpowers. Like, yeah. that's... Sorry, that's what it's about. Um, so, uh, this... Spoilers. Yeah. I'm uh, Not really. I mean, y- you'll see. Um, but you like, already spoiled the movie for me, actually, so we're good. You already spoiled it by looking it up on the internet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a tandem thing. Um, but... Uh, but like I, I like that idea of like maybe there's more to it. Maybe he's not actually hallucinating. Maybe there are the things he's ex- suspecting are real, and the meds that he takes are just nulling that down. And he has like a higher perception of what's going on. All right. So plot yeah. wise, I have a it's, question. Yes. Uh, the page before he he headbutts a man's head so hard that his bursts. That <laughs> that man is calling someone. Yeah. Is the someone he's calling the uh the psych. The, the psychologist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah, right. but, yeah but then so it's a so it's a conspiracy. Yeah, they're using so drugs to the, control him to keep him from being from having superpowers. Well, I wonder if and maybe somebody's monitoring him. I possibly. wonder if maybe when he got hit by that car, like that, I don't know. I haven't read in the book. That but, triggered something. But not 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 that triggered something, but maybe he was never sick at all. Like you guys know, but yeah, I don't. I see where you're maybe going. Maybe he was that. never yeah. sick at all. He was never actually injured. Well, maybe he's never sick at all. And they're like, "What's not wrong with this guy? How could oh, he do that? that and then, oh, we need to tell him he's damaged and tell him he's messed up and he's depressed, and then put him on these drugs that will help with that and suppress whatever this is. 
I don't know. That's my guess. Who I haven't knows? read the rest of the book. Maybe you'll have you guys to read know. the rest of the I book. I am going to. Actually, I'm no, going to finish I, this. I, I agree with you, Ian, for as much as I do like the non, you know, superhero-y aspect of it, it just from an enjoyable kind of slice of life study. Um, I, I did like the super ability, you know, take on it and the twist on it. it it's an interesting thing. And it's also. I just it, like that panel. I just yeah. love looking. Oh, yeah. It makes me no, laugh. It's, just, it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. This guy's head explodes. It's like, it's like scanners in a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, or, or it's like, remember in uh, burn the orphanage yes. where, where rock punches the guy's head and it explodes. It splits in half and uh-huh. then it explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, but um, no, I I really did uh, like it, and, and let's just call it superpowers, you know, just because it's easier to yeah, do. Sure. Uh, it, it's an interesting person for superpowers to be bestowed onto, and it's not that we haven't seen the kind of awkward, shy person with superpowers before, but it, it you know, it, he's kind of charming, but he's kind of funny, but he's also not like the fake you know, shy type of thing. He's not the fake sheepish guy like he is. And just every now and then it, it it's like his best jokes are in his head where no one can hear him. Um, it was a really wordy book too, but mm-hmm, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you like for me, it read fast yeah, and it I was all the internal monologue just added something to it. Even though there was a lot of, you know, Batmaning going on, it was really enjoyable to read and I think gave a lot of substance to the character and, and the story and, and it does throughout the rest of the the book. I have another question. Maybe, Evan, you might know this. Did he write like a songs for each of these issues? Because I see at the very end of the first issue there's lyrics. Yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah. There's, it wasn't really like on an album but he, if you... I think if... If you bought yeah, physically, the book. I know physically for sure. Um, in the back, there was like a download link kind of thing. Yeah, uh, nice. Um, and and, and can, it had a code on it yeah, and stuff. And you can download the songs. Yeah, but it, it's the I Polarity EP. I think is what it was just. Called. Was it collected in an EP? Yeah, yeah. it says okay. in the back here. There's a code, and it says enter the below code to get the Polarity EP by Max Bemis at OverdueCollection.com/slash/Polarity. So if you buy the comic, you get five free songs too. Yeah. You get the whole, you get the whole four, thing. four free songs. Four, five. How many issues? Four issues. Four? So, okay, so wh- four free songs. So what about the art, though? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, Evan, uh, when you said at the beginning that you like kind of wacky, weird art, is this kind of what you meant by that? Is this like an art style uh, that you're drawn to? Or is I don't this? Know. This is. I mean, I, I like this art, mm-hmm. but it's not mm-hmm. necessarily like my first like go to kind of artwork. Okay. Um, I like it because it's different. Okay. Um, than like classic or traditional, I guess, comic art. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more like all the people are like lankier and like kind of drawn. I don't know. It almost reminded me of like it's stylized, like a deep, more detailed, like Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Style. I can see that. Like non, non watercolor, but like more and more detail, but like mm-hmm. shape and body structure wise, like kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I would uh, agree with that. I don't know. I just, I, I liked it. Like I know, uh, Max Bemis did another, uh, comic after this, I think it was an evil empire. Mm-hmm. It was about like vampires and stuff. And I wasn't as into the artwork as in that as one. one. It was mm-hmm. more like, like classic, like Marvel artwork, which is mm-hmm. not bad. It's just not like not indie-ish you like, yeah. looking, yeah. you know? Like, and you figure with a, a dude kind of in an indie rock band or yeah, doing yeah. indie rock music and stuff that that, I, I do like that he wrote, I think that's pretty neat that they, he wrote like songs along with it. Cause I feel like this is maybe a commentary on himself. 
a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, but like, hey, what if I did this? But guess, but guess he's, what? All the things that I suffer from actually improve me in some way. Yeah, he's he's addicted. I mean, well, I don't know about addicted, but he abused pills for a long time and yeah. bipolar, manic depressive. Yeah, yeah. And this is about a guy who's manic depressive and he's on the pills. But then, well, what's the worst that would happen if I didn't? You yeah. know. Um. Yeah. But the the art I thought was interesting. It definitely had its own style, and especially with the with the facial structures and the design, had a really blocky kind of yeah. element to it. But um, I kind of liked it. I don't know, just because maybe I, I feel like I don't see it as much, um, at least not in this type of story, mm-hmm. you know. And I I dug it. You know, I thought it was kind of cool. It wasn't overly it's, glossy for me, so that yeah. was cool. Yeah, I liked the uh, the descent into madness double page spread yeah. uh, where, where the, like even the word balloons and everything go sort of in a spiral or at least like, you know, it goes right to left and then, or it goes left to right. And then it goes right to left at the bottom half of the page. Like it was kind of made it feel sort of like off kilter, like strange, something weird's going on. Uh, it was a good, I think there's a good way to, to position that whole scene. I also really like, even though it's not the most like fancy panel, but I really like that kind of like the hipster down the middle, like breakdown. Oh, yeah. That, Panel. I just really like the like the like the character design on that because I've seen people who look exactly like that. Um, but yeah, just I just half really, of their I just body really and see their guts. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how they walk around with one leg, but you know, whatever. To each their they own. They call him Peg Leg. <laughs> What's up, Peggy? I, like I hope, this, I I like hope Evan doesn't has, notice half my body is missing. The guy has that's a, a half body on his forearm. The guy has a pizza tattoo and a soft drink tattoo. He sure does. And he has a Triforce. Well, I think. sort of. Well, kinda. kind of. I'm sure they couldn't use it for legal. And he also has a mustache. A with, he's also got a mustache with a safety pin on his leg, uh, on his on his jeans. Um, yeah, and he's wearing Tevas. <laughs> oh, no, boy. they're just like. Evan, this is this is, this is you. If you just went full out, I'm not that skinny. <laughs> I mean, not not yet. Well, I guess if I did drugs, maybe it would be <laughs> perfect. There you go. New diet regime. Don't, <laughs> sweet kids, don't, don't do don't, drugs. Don't, drugs don't. are bad. Um, even apparently, even if doctors give them to you in this, you get superpowers. Especially, <laughs> um, I feel like maybe this doctor is is more than more than we know, more than he lets on. I see. Part I of see. some sort of conspiracy, perhaps. Um. So, uh, I I, I liked it. I'm actually gonna finish reading it, Evan. I'm gonna finish it out. Um, yeah. I I read it all those years ago, and I remember enjoying it then. I still enjoy it now. It's actually almost like I agree with you, Ryan. It's a different perspective I have on it now. Mm. I think back then I was just like, wow, look at that guy's head explode, and now I'm just like. I really You've like spent that. a lot of time talking about that guy's head exploding now. I mean, it's Ian. still great. Like, it's, still, real. it's still the best part of the book. All like, right, right. I, I'm sorry. Well, it's I, the climax of the, I'm, the, uh, yeah. the yeah. issue. I'm sorry, Evan. I agree with you about all the, like, oh, let, let's, let's talk about all these other people and how phony they are. But the best part of the comics when the guy's head explodes. I mean, let's just let's well, just call, call yeah, spade a spade. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, but yeah, I'm going to finish reading this out. I, I kind of want to see it there and I kind of want to listen yeah. to the, I've listened to say anything. I'm not like, a, I wouldn't sound like an avid say anything fan, but I've listened I to say anything I feel like say anything, anything for me personally grew on me as I got older. Yeah. When I was younger and they first came out, I was like, uh, they're, they're fine. They're pop punk, whatever. Yeah. But like now that I like understand him more and mm-hmm. I understand like what he went through and now, now when I go back and listen to the, listen to the songs, I'm like, this oh, is I good. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That part where John Cusack has the boom box over his yep. head. <laughs> That's 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 the part. Yeah. Um, so where can folks check this out? Do you know where this is available? Um, I mean, I bought all of them physically mm-hmm. at different brick and mortar stores. Um, you can probably it's on it's on Boom, right? It's been collected as yeah. a yeah. collection. Yes, came out in like 2013. Mm-hmm. That long ago, Damn. so it should be around. <laughs> and if you buy the collection too, you get a free download code. What? 
You can listen to the music yeah. that goes along with it. It'd be pretty fun. I think I have all the issues and the variants too. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, there he is. Fell for yeah, it. It's, it's there's a, Fraser Irving did the cover art, and it's. There's a cool Trad Moore variant cover. And nice. It's like mm-hmm. him falling into madness, and his leg is like 20 miles long. It's great. Yeah. What? Trad Moore drew something weird? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drew something. Tra- Trad drew Moore? something curvy and long. Trad Moore? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Trad Moore, long limbs. Interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. That's weird. Um, so, yeah. So, that is going to do it for the Here's My Issue portion of the show. And now we move on to uh, the second part of our show, First Prince, in which we talk about. Uh, a uh, single issue of comic, a, a comic book art, a, a graphic novel, or like a standalone series, uh, something maybe a little bit older, sometimes a little bit newer, uh, kind of things that are very good to jump into if you're brand new to comics or if you've been out of comics for a while or just looking to kind of spice it up with something different. Um, so, Ryan, it was your turn this time. Tell us about the, uh, the 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 five-issue miniseries that we read. Sure. Uh, I brought something um, that I thought... Uh, I thought it would be good because I, I like to bring a lot of really weird, really strange out there stuff. And this is a completely reality based book. Like it's not based on a true story, but like there's no superpowers or zombie coyote werewolves or, or any sort of reality nexus of all realities in this book. It's called underground uh, written by Jeff Parker with art by Steve Lieber colors by Ron Chan. And it is a story uh, about sort of, some crime and intrigue that happens in a cave system in the Appalachian Mountains in Kentucky. Yeah, I was waiting for like the descent monsters yeah. to show up, yeah. but like they never did. No. Um, and Ryan, I, there's. I thought that was what was going to be the the underground. Yeah, there, yeah, there's nothing here that says this is a Ryan book at all. The art is not Ryan art. The story, <laughs> like I, I disagree. The story, I guess, in a way. That's what the, when, when I, when I like knew a, no monsters were showing. I'm like, oh, this is like a realistic kind of like detective mystery this is something you could have heard about on the news like oh this happened in this cave one time um you could have read it on a plaque when you go to visit the cave that this is what happened and the way the story ends it's probably what did happen um like once i kind of figured out like oh it's a real story with real people like oh i I don't want to say slice of life is not the right term but it's like it feels like a this is a realistic thing it feels like this is that's exactly what it is true crime but it's not true crime like and then 15 people were murdered and they found their bodies it's very much like hey this guy's a corporate corrupt dude who wants to get money out of this cave and he doesn't care if people die or get hurt or that nature is preserved it seemed like this would be the perfect like like it would be a good thriller movie yeah like these two guys wrote uh the they also wrote and drew the comic uh, Whiteout mm-hmm. uh, that was made of that Kate yeah, Beckinsale yeah. movie. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it, they have precedent for that sort of thing. Oh, wait, when team. you said Whiteout, I thought you meant High Crimes, which is... No, yeah. it's also a, a really good book, book we heard, talked yeah. about. Um, I will say this, though. For this not having like any scary monster elements, there's some pretty scary stuff that happens in this book. Like, thinking about getting lost in a... Ki- like. I, we, I, know, uh, I know that we've talked about the descent before and we mentioned in the descent there's these monsters right that show up but what's even scarier than that is just them being lost in a cave system yeah. somewhere where no yeah. one can was, find them I was telling Ryan before when I was when I read it I was like I was stressed out me too I was so stressed <laughs> like, out through at least an entire issue yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh when they for me the thing that, that stressed me out was when they were swimming the eyeless out. fish what no <laughs> Yeah, that's the worst creature we get, I think. No, it was the it was the when they were in that like literally narrow section yep. where like had oh man, yep. and their like faces are just above water yep. with their nose. Because I was not, I was guys. picturing myself in that situation, and I was like, I'd be dead. Were guys, you also at, at, reading it like this? 
Evan and Chewy, Evan and Chewy have been to a water park with me, and they know I'm not a very confident swimmer. I can get the job done, but I'm not great at it. And so, like that terrifies me. I'm like, oh no, I have to maybe go well, underwater and the, figure it out with opening my eyes. No. The the saving grace in that that part was that at least they showed that they were only like. Like they could touch the ground for the most part. Well, but she couldn't. She's like, I'm, I'm having a sort of ping pong. But off isn't the that side. the? Isn't that the? But let me ask you, Evan. Isn't the worst feeling ever when you're like in a pool and you're on your tippy toes, and then there's that you take that one step too many, you just barely dip underwater. And you're like, <laughs> now imagine because when you're in the deep end, now you're like, I know I can't touch the ground. I have to work. I have to stay above. But when now, you have that moment where, or you're in the ocean, it just barely comes up. It's like, oh god. Now imagine that, but we've thrown a heavy wet quilt over your head. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh no, <laughs> I can't get back up. A heavy wet? When you mean like a jagged sharp rock? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I was trying to be nice and be like, so, but it's like a heavy push up. I don't know. It's just the idea that there's very minimal breathing room. Like, oh no, like that, that freaked me out. Um, and the person who's leading you is like, all right, well, uh, we ran out of air right here. I'm going to just see if we can keep going. Yeah. I know how see. long I can hold my breath. Yeah. Oh my she God. doesn't Hang tell tight. him how long, long she, she can hold her breath, her breath no. though. She just no. says, I know how long I can. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Man, if you like, and I'm glad in the end of the book, these two these two kids ended up together because after going through an experience like that, how can you not? Actually, they end up together at the beginning. I know, but they, but this like cements oh. that. They're like not, no, they're not like bummed about people seeing them anymore. No, yeah. they're like, nah, let's move to Colorado where the hipsters are, where all the best food is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all the salt. Where they know food. how to make IPAs. salt of the earth. There, um, yeah. Uh, I, I love food. stories like this though, where like yeah, the, where the where the bad guy gets his comeuppance yeah. in the end, and he did, dude. Yeah, that was so cool. Well, and I they like came it. out of that waterfall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh like, man. Yeah. Just nope. fight at the waterfall. When, when they had that one moment where like he's he's cooking and he like watches TV and then he's like, mm-hmm, that's right, barefoot or whatever that guy's name was. I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah. Why? why? He and was then in the, earlier was he? Yeah. yeah. He was in the beginning. Oh, in the remember? very beginning. Yeah. yeah. they're like those when two. Are, the those two are sleeping together. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. But yeah, still even then, I'm like, okay. Okay. You piss, know, what? it kind of did piss me <laughs> off, or not piss me off, but like it made me like, ugh, like the other other exit or entrance was just right there in all <laughs> yeah. of civilization. Yeah. Like, I, just I think that's fantastic. Actually, I thought that was. That I was, was like, a good twist. If, you know what it feels like? And now I kind of have an idea what this feels like. I think Thriller is right. It feels kind of like a like a. A cave version of like one of those '90s disaster yeah. movies, like a cave like version Volcano of Twister or Dante's Peak, or Dante's Peak like yeah. a cave, like where nature isn't coming. You for know what you. it is? You're it's stuck the mo- in it. It's the movie it's like, Daylight yeah. with Sylvester Stallone, where it's he's called- trapped in that cave in in that <laughs> tunnel. Well, do, you, know, you know, imagine, just imagine, like Bill Paxton, yeah, and yeah. may he rest in peace, and Helen Hunt. Imagine yeah. them two in yeah. this with Underground as the title. Just imagine that VHS box in your head. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, see it, can't you? Good, yeah. <laughs> you can see it, they can't tease you? the exit because the waterfalls in the background. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they, oh no, they have no, they have a full on a, a Bill Paxton like a, a shadow silhouette of him fighting the guy yeah. with a waterfall in the background as their silhouettes are on the front. It says like I don't know some sort of cheesy line about being stuck on being stuck under the earth. Or the only way to get to, to get above ground. Waterfalls. The only, the, yeah. the only way, <laughs> way to get the above only way ground. Up, the only way, uh, only way up, up is down. down. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, so I I thought the story itself um, was pretty straightforward. There there's definitely like a lot of words, but it just it moved forward pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I <coughs> excuse me, some of the um, 
some of the banter and dialogue between um, it's Seth and I forget Wes. 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 Um, I, I I don't know. It just felt a little too quippy at times. You know, mm-hmm. it felt yeah. a lot like 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 almost like they were both vying for the last word in the conversation that they were having mm-hmm. and that it would never actually resolve. Um, especially when they're trying to like be quiet and run, you know, mm-hmm. outrun these people yeah. that are chasing them. I did like when they did kind of realize they got to be quiet, like how they, they showed whisper rather than doing the small words. They just did like a faded gray yeah. for, for the, for the words on the word balloon. But, mm-hmm. um, I also did enjoy very much kind of like you're saying, Evan, with the, you know, bad guys getting their comeuppance, um, kind of like, I don't know, like in a, in a karmic way though, it wasn't like as much as like, you know, like Wes, like, you know, kicks a rock down the side of the cave and it buries them. It, It was like through their own acts of trying to kill these two park rangers and stop them. They kind of like they were hoisted upon their own petard. Yeah, they, I was they, more interested in them, yeah. It was more interested in that that uh, <coughs> that big city fat cat getting his comeuppance. Oh yeah, yeah the guy, the the oh, guy who the, owns half the yeah. land in the county, Winston uh-huh. or whatever. Winston yeah. barefoot, barefoot. Yeah. yeah, like I was so pissed by like the end when he was. Yeah. they were like, oh, he only served this much time in prison. And I was like, you. Butthole. We've ever got on this show. And those are being bleeped kids. Uh, yeah, and then like yeah. that. And then him being like, taking pictures of people. I was like, come on. Yeah. It's because he's like a slime ball. But like the thing is like, he's not allowed in that cave. He's like, he works in the gift shop. So that's yeah. his job yeah. still. But I that was also like pretty realistic. Like that's what yeah, would actually that was probably what it's would happen. Kind of, it reminded me a lot, a lot in ways of like King of the Hill. And he is like Strickland. <laughs> You know, like from Strickland Propane, like he's like he's obviously doing some shady stuff, but yeah. he's kind of like still like on the forefront of like people in society still like know him, kind of revere him on mm-hmm. some level and stuff. I, I, I don't, I don't we, know. We got to talk about the big thing in this book, though. To me, what drives the book? I would say the art, but I'd say more specifically that whoever that colorist is, yeah. man, that is some choices. And that, that, that does so much. For like that feeling of being trapped and isolated and stuff. Like if that whole thing was when they were in the water and and the top of the cave was there, that was done in full color. Wouldn't have to me wouldn't have had the same impact yeah, as you. it does here. Like I think that really is what sells the book and sells that like feeling of like being trapped. It's like it's like only being lit by a flashlight or something. You yep. know, it, it has this weird quality about it that really makes it unnerving and really makes it uncomfortable. So yeah, everything everything that's underground is sort of black and white in a single spot color. Yeah, and a lot of times it's like a, a, a red or a blue or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it kind of changes as it goes through. I think it was kind of almost like a greeny tone at one point. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, It's almost like based on how the deeper like, they go, yeah, like the coloring when they, changes. When they hit like the water from it's, then yeah. on, it's like it's bluish. Like blue. And then it's kind of like, I thought it was like when they were climbing, doing the two feet thing, it was kind of more greeny. Maybe I'm misremembering. I that. think when they're climbing and, and swinging around and mm-hmm. kicking those guys, it's kind of like, a, red. like a dark red, like yeah. almost a purple. Purple. Yeah, yeah the, earlier the col- it's, it's redder because there's been an explosion. It's kind yeah. of red and orange. With it's the, the coloring stuff. on that is is incredible. The art's great too. Don't get me wrong, but like that colorist, like that is a genius choice. That's really yeah. really well done. Um, that to me is what sold me on the book. Like I was like, yep, this is great. This is really well done. This is using the, the comic medium in a smart way. Um, that way, and that way, it makes the regular world that we're missing out on more inviting um, because yeah. it looks like what we're normally used to versus this like less color, more 
compacted. Yeah. Well, and, I yeah. feel like it, like the dichotomy between like all the underground shots and the mm-hmm. or in the cave shots uh, mm-hmm. being that muted color, but then like they would cut to a full page of like stuff going on outside, and it's like super bright, vibrant. Yeah. It's very like yeah. off-putting. Yeah. But it but it works. It, like, it sort of gives you, you it gives very you, obviously. Hey, we're in this scene. Yeah, or in this yeah. scene. It's and jarring, it's but almost it's like that. Way. Like, oh, everything is bleak and weird and bad down here. But then it's like everybody's like, oh, it's just life up here. Yeah. yeah. If you were <laughs> to draw like a straight line between where yeah. they are and like where everyone else is, you're like, oh, like a mere fifty feet away. Yeah. Like and like everything is beautifully lit. Yeah. And like when they get to that waterfall at the end, it's like such it had such a feeling of like for me at least reading it, such a feeling of like relief of like, oh, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not really claustrophobic in things, but like I do have the fear of getting lost in an underground cave system and never finding my way out. Like that's really terrifying. Because like really? you're, it's, right, it's right up there. That's where normal is. And, and for I'm Christmas, stuck. I was going to take you spelunking as in long, the Appalachians. As long as it's on an approved path where people know where they're going, that's fine. No, we're going to go find the descent monsters. No, no, thank you. And no, no. I was going to hit you with a rock. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> um, it's a good yeah. movie, Ryan. Have you no, ever I, watched I, it? I, no, I've, heard it, I've heard a lot of good things. I dug it. Um, that Yeah, the ending was a little bit kind of like... Like a little bit of a bum out with like, oh, he only served a couple of years and whatever. And everyone's kind of cool with each other, even though like that one dude got burned. Maybe he t- to death. Did he no, die? Or did he, was he, still he was still alive. They said it was. I think the only guy was, who died was yeah. the guy who got shot and the guy who hung him. Yeah. Got yeah hung. Who accidentally hung. got hung. Yeah. yeah. Still. It's two dudes. Died. And one dude whose life is now never the same. Yep. Right. You know, like it's like, oh, no, it's just, you know. You're but fine. I thought that that was part of the realism of the book. I thought that the book was was it took a lot of steps and and yeah, they were kind of quippy. But I I thought like it it's interesting that it's it tries as hard as it can to be just kind of a st- very straightforward, realistic like book, and it has a, a lot of really good artistic touches, I think, and stuff. Yeah, I agree. but I I thought that it would be fun to read something that's not science fiction and not fantasy, <laughs> and there's no superpowers or or anything I th- in and man I really like I really like Steve Lieber's art like the way he draws faces and like the designs mm-hmm. feel very like 1950s yeah, cowboy comics kind of a thing yeah you know like like soft yeah. edges yeah you yeah. know like it's it looks like painted inks like inks made with very fine brushes that like it's insane how those people do that uh, and then and then also like everybody looks sort of like a cartoon pilot you know or mm. a, a cartoon cowboy <laughs> Yeah, that's the best way to describe it, really. Yeah, um, I like the poo gas bomb. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Guano, that was pretty cool. But I, yeah, I cool. like this book. I thought this I book was rad. I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I read it. I read all the issues on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Could, like because I was so into it that I just didn't. I wanted to like pump through it. Yeah, because it was like I didn't. Yeah, once it. you start, you're like, oh man, they got to get out of this cave. Yeah, because it's rest. not like I had to take a break. I was like. <sighs> It's not like a, like like it like every issue picks up exactly where the last one left left off. It's not yeah. like a like oh like this is like it's been a few weeks since the last issue yeah, kind of thing yeah. you know like so yeah I, I like, can't I'm imagine gonna, reading read this one these. like serialized like in 2010 when it was coming out like oh yeah no way. I gotta wait a whole I month I couldn't wait a whole that month would be yeah. a bummer that would be frustrating um so where can people check this out uh this came out on Image Comics uh it came out in 2010 uh it's still available in trade I actually picked this up at uh. WonderCon or Long Beach Comic Con a couple of years ago from Jeff Parker. He signed my copy, um, but it's uh, it's around. Actually, um, it didn't make a ton of noise when it came out, and 
Yeah, maybe in like 2013, 2014, somebody posted it on um, on like 4chan, like they just posted the whole thing, and and it, it got a lot of reads, and and the the creators heard about it, and instead of them saying like, "Hey, DMCA, you know, take our stuff down," they're like, "Hey, glad you guys liked it. You can buy it here. You know, thanks thanks for reading it." And um, for a while, it was available for free on their website, uh, on the Underground Comics website, uh, just you know for people to read. Um, because it was basically, you know, like it had come and gone and, and they were all moved on to other projects. Jeff Parker has done a ton of work for DC now. Yeah. He was the one who did, um, he did a bunch of stuff for Convergence. He, he did all the future quest stuff. Mm-hmm. That's Jeff Parker. Um, so, I mean, it's not like they haven't stopped. It's not like they've stopped working. Um, but yeah, it's, it's around. There's a good chance you can get it at your local comic book store or check your local library or the Amazons. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely in comicsology for a few bucks. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for the first print section of our show. And now we'll move on to part three, the four-color character compendium, where we talk about uh, superheroes, supervillains, uh, comic book characters. Sometimes the uh, they're, they're like super teams, or sometimes they're like an organization or part of like a superhero universe. Sometimes they're creators, writers, artists, uh, people who make the comics that we love. So it's equal parts of vocab lesson and a history lesson all rolled into one. Chewy, I believe you are. The, it's your turn this time. It's your, your it's your turn. <clears throat> so yes, who who dazzle did, us? Who is who? Are we well, talking about? It's funny that you say dazzle, Ryan. Uh oh, because I did do something from the X Men universe. Oh, did you? Nice, but it's not dazzler. Oh, ah, uh, It's Not the disco <laughs> themed X Men who makes disco happen. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, I actually uh, I, I did a collaboration. With with Evan and I said, "Hey, who do you want to learn about?" Um, so this is all Evan's fault. Is it Venom again? It's <laughs> Venom a third time. We've done Venom twice. <laughs> we didn't know. One <laughs> <laughs> of these times, guys. Venom. <laughs> Venom. Um, no, no, no. It's it's actually this started because we. You threw a name out there, and then we were kind of talking and thinking, like, "Oh yeah, I think he's involved in this and this and this." And wait. Is he involved in that? We're not sure. The name was Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah. okay. We're All do- right. Doing Mr. Sinister, and we were like, like, oh yeah, you know, like mainly like I feel an X-Men like he guy. was I, like growing up. I feel like he was a big dog so, in the Marvel universe and the X Men universe. But then I was like, but I don't really know a ton about him. I'm gonna put this out there, at least from my who, knowledge who of Mr. Sinister. Oh, Mr. Sinister. From my knowledge of Mr. Sinister, I remember him being like, oh, he's a big dog. But then, like, learning about him, and I could be wrong. Chewie, you might prove me wrong here in a minute, but I remember not being very impressed about what I learned about it, being like, oh, he's okay. Probably. probably. <laughs> like, that's like, what I, I remember. remember as a kid, like, him being on the same level as, like, Apocalypse. Yeah, or, like, like he's, yeah, it's like him, Magneto, really and Apocalypse. Looking. Like, they're, like, the bad, the X-Men bad guys. Yeah. But now that I look back at him, I'm like, is he, like, the bargain bin guy in that? <laughs> his name is <laughs> Mr. Sinister. Yeah, I know. But like, so how, I never even found out what his powers were. I, I, right. I don't know. Like, let's find out. Let's let's, let's see if we, so, we can learn. Enlighten us. I'll, I'll tell you this. I was surprised because I, re- I remembered being like, oh, man, like, yeah, he's a big deal. And then being like, I remembered remembering him as an adult and being like, yeah, I feel like he is kind of lame. He's like a crappy vampire. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, now he does. Yeah, back then uh, he he's gone through a he's gone through a uh, like his look has changed over the years. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about. It. I'm interested. But I, I, having done some preparation here, I feel like he might he he might hold his own. Okay, let's see. Um, I just rem- remember Mysterio surprised us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, uh, all right, Mysterious. Mr. Sinister. 
Well, he just has he? a foggy helmet. Yeah, he's he's really great, but he's also awful. Fog hat, the villain. It's like it's like he released <laughs> he released hat. some kind of gas in his ma- in his mask oh, on no. accident. No, <laughs> he's like he's like a movie magic guy. Yeah, he's trying to be the Riddler, but he's not. He's he's bad. He's not <laughs> he's good. Not um, Mr. Sinister, yes. uh, also known as his his birth name, Nathaniel Essex. Um. Sometimes. Wait, SX, like two letters, or Essex? Essex. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, thought it was, it was Nathaniel SX. No. Like, wow, that guy sounds like a real fast no, that's car. That's Mr. Sinister yeah. 29. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fast fan. That's oh, Sinister 29. Oh, is that the new Nathaniel SX? Yeah, yeah, I just got the new model. It's a new one. <laughs> Looks like a crappy vampire. <laughs> it's got glowing red headlights. Um, he also sometimes is just referred to as Sinister, uh, and sometimes they, they call him the Pale Man. Some people call him the Space Cowboy. Um, <laughs> oh does God. anybody call well, him Maurice? Now we're all going to have to do that joke every time. <laughs> um, Space Cowboy so, kind of works. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> um, all right. So there's What's his deal. Here's a little uh, description and background. Uh, he's a 19th century uh, scientist, and he was genetically mutated by Apocalypse. Uh, who okay, shared that's his? That's why he was on the same. Who, who shared his philosophy of social Darwinism? Um, okay. He kind of became the immortal Mister Sinister, uh, and he was perhaps the or is perhaps the greatest geneticist in the world, capable of cloning, creating, enhancing, and controlling mutant abilities. Um, so a little bit about this guy. We've talked about him, referred to him as kind of like a crappy looking vampire. That's because he's got pale skin. Um, he's like a he's pretty big dude. He's got like, you know, just like jet black hair and he has glowing red eyes. He's got a uh, jet black flat top. That's, oh that's true. A jet black flat eyes. top. Um, glowing red eyes um, with no pupils, and he has a red diamond on his forehead. Black lips. He has black lips um, and also like a black suit that looks like it's kind of like a suit of armor with these big like loopy cloak attachments and like this cloak thing. Uh, sometimes he's also been known to just wear straight like regular black suit. From the Victorian era, because that's where he's just a goth. He's just a goth, really. Can I ask you a very important question? What year was this character created? He was created. Let him do his thing. He's gonna get there. I have, I have a theory. If you get there, tell me when you get. I'm, I'm curious. Well, I'll I'll tell you like his first appearance and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, because I have, I have a theory based on that entire description. Um, but yeah, no, I I think the best way to describe it is uh, Edgar Allan Poe goth, and over time. Techno goth, okay, you know, and, yeah. and uh, or cyber goth, whichever one it is. Um, oh man, it's kind of yeah. what it looks like, but not the bright colors. You know, no. it's just black and white and then red. Um, so a little bit about his creation. Let's talk about his creators. Guess who created him in the X Men world? Chris Claremont uh, and Mike Silvestri. Um, they conceived Mister Sinister as a new villain for X Men, having felt quote. Tired of just going back to Magneto and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and the same old, same old. Claremont recalled, Dave Cockrum and I were uh, over ideas uh, and uh, we were coming towards what was a Mr. Uh, 
towards what was a mysterious young boy, apparently an 11-year-old at the orphanage uh, where Cyclops was raised, who turned out to be the secret master of the place. In effect, what we were setting up was a guy who was aging over a lifespan of roughly a thousand years. Even though he looked like an 11-year-old, he was actually been alive since the mid-century at this point. He was actually about 50. He had all the grown-up urges. He's growing up in his mind, but his body isn't capable of handling it, which makes him quite cranky. And of course, looking like an 11-year-old, who would take him seriously in the criminal community? So he built himself an agent, in a sense, which was Mr. Sinister. That was, in effect, a rationale behind Sinister's rather, for want of a better word, childish or kid-like appearance. The costume, the look, the face, it's what would scare a child. Even when he was designed, he wasn't what you would expect in a guy like that. So that was kind of where they got their thoughts going. And then, you know, they, they gave him like a proper backstory and, and all that sort of stuff. So he was named, he was name dropped in Uncanny X-Men 212 in 1987. And then his shadow appeared in Uncanny X-Men 2013 or 2013 <laughs> no, number number 213 uh, in 1987 and then he finally fully emerged in Uncanny X-Men 221 in 1987 okay so my theory was wrong Continue. what was your theory that he was a 90s guy but actually the more I think about it it's definitely 80s fits <laughs> 80s fits so let's talk about his origin story a little bit let's let's do let's Let's talk about his origin story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, he was born in Victorian England, uh, 19th century. He was really obsessed with, like, you know, Darwinism and all that sort of stuff in evolution. Um, he was really, you know, passionate about his work. But, he, you know, he had a wife and son. And disaster struck when his son died at the age of four uh, of various birth defects. So, like any person would do, faced with loss like that, you know, like, like, a man, like a Victorian man in the 19th century would do, throws himself into his work, ignoring his, uh, his wife, uh, his again pregnant wife. Um, and How did that happen? I've been working. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like she's pregnant again? Uh, whatever. Back to work. Um, so he was just completely, completely obsessed with his work. And he went from being a pretty gentle, like, guy, docile guy who was just, like, really, for lack of better words, nerdy about, you know, that stuff being kind of, like, more of a mad scientist type of guy. So this is when his it. originally was Mr. Work. And he work, was actually he mad was so also. His work. Yeah. Mr. It's, work. The he's, workman. He is the workman. He became the workman. The hard worker. The hard worker. He's like, got a new character, the hard worker. <laughs> Let me tinker with that a little bit, Stan. Um, unbeknownst no, he's to, perfect as he is. <laughs> unbeknownst to his wife, he even exhumed the body, uh, that, the body of his son as a test subject in hopes of figuring out what causes death. Um, eventually. <laughs> Wait, what causes death? Yeah, you know. Yeah, because it was just like complications of his birth defects. Oh, okay. What caused his death? I you meant like in general, what causes death? No, no. What I, can, caused I can answer his that. His death. Oh, Anti life. Okay. <laughs> Anti life. <laughs> um, danger. Eye danger, perhaps. Um, 
So he wanted to figure it out. Uh, eventually, his research, you know, went into a theory that humanity was steadily evolving with various mutations as a possible outcome, which he classified as the SX factors. Huh? Oh, it's like close to the uh, X factors. Yeah. Oh, I get oh. it. That's the mystery. Um, <laughs> when Essex brought forth uh, the theories to his scientific peers, among them Charles Darwin, he was uh, ridiculed and called a monster for coming up with these ungodly theories. They cut him off of funding, and he went to drink away his sorrows. Uh, upon which a man, a mysterious man, was like, hey, come here. I want to show you something. It'll pique your interest. It was in an alley. <laughs> No, you're close. In the sewers. <laughs> sewers of London. Come with me. Want to see come a dead down, body? Hey, come down this hole. I got something to show yeah, you. Yeah, we're all float. We're all float. All we do is eat pizza down here and hang out in twos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in, in the sewers of London, he found uh, a, a group of, of uh, I don't know what you want to call them, like disfigured group of men um, that... Uh, you know, attacked him and took his money. He was horrified. Um, and they told him they called themselves the Marauders. And he was like, hey, hold on, hold on. Quid pro quo. Um, I, I'll give you some money if you guys will let me maybe experiment on some of you. And like any, you know, 19, like, sounds like, you do. like you do. And like any 19th century Lundish sewer dwellers, they took the offer. Yeah, I mean... Who wouldn't? I would take the offer. Right. It's like... You, Are these experiments like, going to make hey, you stronger cheese, and more powerful? Here's a thousand bucks. Let me do cheese, some tests on you're you. You're not a big Monty Python fan, but there's a, a sketch in the Meaning of Life movie where he's like, well, like this guy is like a factory worker and him and his wife have so many children because they're Catholics and they can't practice birth control. Uh, so he comes home. He's like, well, I'm sorry, children. I can't afford you anymore. And I'm going to have to sell you to the factory for medical experiments. <laughs> Nope, off to the factory. Medical experiments for a lot of you. <laughs> it just reminds me <laughs> of The Simpsons where like Barney just does all these weird like experiments for booze money. Yeah, He's it's like, like it's like just, nope, can't afford you. Medical Whoa. experiments for a lot of you. Um, so they, they said sure, and then they started kidnapping more people from the streets to for him to do his experiment his weird experimentations on. Okay. Um, all right. So when they were looking for mutants, the Marauders, uh, they accidentally stumbled upon. Apocalypse, the guy, not the event. Um, he was in disguise. Who also has dark lips. Yeah, um, they, he so was just like, I like that. He's like, I like that. That's a good. That's a that's good, good lip. Look. That's I'm a good gonna, lips. You think if I kiss him, it'll come off? Yeah, maybe I'll get some of that. Um, no. So, so they. So is Mister Sinister older than Apocalypse? Well, no, Apocalypse has been around for eons. Yeah, okay. they so just like found Egyptian him like times. taking a nap. He was oh. he was in disguise, <laughs> and they're like, oh. "Hey, like here oh. you go." Maybe not. Maybe he was walking around. <laughs> yeah, he was doing London. a walking nap. Yeah, he was having a walking. <laughs> He's nap. on a walkabout. Yeah, um, finding himself. So once they realize, like, oh man, this guy's got some powers, they're like, "Hey, let's introduce you to this guy." They told they told him all about. It. He's like, "Hey, you got oh man, Nathaniel. He's great." Dug up his dead son, did some like some some sweet like experiments. He paid us to do experiments on ourselves. Paid us like, all right, cool. So they go up to his estate, and uh, he introduces himself as N. Sabah Noor, um, and you know he's like, oh, I see what you're doing here, Nathaniel, Mister Essex. I see, I see what you're doing here. Maybe you can help me to rise to power. And so Nathaniel Essex said, all right, 
all right, what do I get out of this? And Apocalypse is like, how about power beyond belief? Yeah, idiot. Idiot. <laughs> so Rebecca, Essex's wife, was like, uh, I, I don't I don't know. Like, don't this know is this weird. Guy. You're this, this is not who you are, Nathaniel. And she storms out of the room and she's all mad. And so he's like torn. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'll have to murder her. <laughs> I guess I'll have to kill her. It's the no. only way. He, he's like, well, I mean, like, I want, I want to be a good man and a good husband, but, like, if only I could do more research and not be bound by mortality and like dying and stuff like that. So he 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 took the he took the deal, and um, boom, he got you know his powers and all that sort of stuff. He they became the most powerful man in London. Um, <laughs> like he just glossed over it. Yeah. He became the most powerful man in London. And, I mean, yeah, it's him and yeah. apocalypse, and you know he, he got his raw power and stuff. So at this time, this is where it gets complicated. Oh, this this, this, this is where it gets complicated. At this, this time, I, I know you're gonna tell you. A couple of displaced X-Men, time-displaced oh, X-Men. Oh, uh, of course they are. Cyclops and Jean Grey. <sighs> arrived from the future to stop Apocalypse and his plans. They recognized Essex as the man who would become Mr. Sinister. And they tried to persuade him, hey, you, you can still be a good guy. Don't, don't do this. And he, he heard them out and said, nah, I'm, I'm going to do the Apocalypse plan. <laughs> That sounds pretty good. It's got them dark pa- lips. I love power beyond belief. Yeah, dark dark that. lips for ages. Um, got it. He went uh, back to his home and he's like, "Oh, Rebecca, my wife, you are in premature labor." Uh, all right. What's up? The child was stillborn. Oh, <laughs> you know what would have been? I'm not what? laughing at that. I'm laughing if you would have said that differently. The child was stillborn. No. Oh, it was born anyway. Oh, good. The child was stillborn. Oh, that's sad. And the doctor said that Rebecca's gonna die also um he he, was like finally i can have power yeah he 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 was like trying to plead with her just hold on just hold on i can make you better i'm like the best geneticist and now i have powers beyond belief and you know i'll be there for you again just you know whatever and with her dying breath she told him that she had she had loved him once but now utterly hated him for what he had become Sinister, and that was her dying breath. So the Stark dude, he um he adopted that name, and he decided, all right, I, this is my life now. I have these mutations that Apocalypse gave me. I have longer life. I've got advanced strength and a healing factor, and I can. I, there's no morality left in me. My wife and children are dead. I'm sinister. I'm Mr. Sinister now. And that's the name that he took. And that's how he became Mr. Sinister. Okay. I feel like after all that, that's kind of a lame name. <laughs> it, it is. Like if you just went by Sinister, it would yeah. be like almost cool. Yeah, but I mean like he was Mr. doing this in, in 19th century London. Like that was probably a pretty awesome name then. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Sinister. Um, Lord Sinister. Lord Sinister. Um, all right. So, what are his abilities? You mentioned you didn't really know what his abilities were. Like, what's his deal? He's got yeah. the sweet lips. But... So, so far, he just wants to be evil. That's <laughs> Doesn't he like shoot like red lightning out of his hands? That's kind of one of the things he can do. Tell, Concussive tell blasts out of his hands. So he has like Cyclops powers, but in his hands, hand, yeah. he has Cyclops. Cool. It's like hand claps. Yeah, hand claps. Hand claps. 
Um, <laughs> so he's got, um, quote, enhanced durability um, and extended lifespan. Um, Sounds like my watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like he's, he was the original. Enhanced yeah. durability. The original G-Shock. Yeah. Um, over the years, he used the genetic material of other mutants to grant himself a vast array of powers, including telepathy, telekinesis, superhuman strength. Okay, so he stole that was another and thing the I energy remembered. blasts. Yeah, like that. He can like, yeah, telepathy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he stole that. from other people. He's a, pa- he's a power vampire. So he was like, but it doesn't take it away. Like from he could them. technically he just, just he's take like, any he's other like, mutant power. Like, like kind of, yeah. I mean, like he can't. Time, what was Heroes' bad guy? It, who it's would not. Take people's yeah, powers? Yeah. it's not necessarily Silent. like he could like touch Best you show, and take and your powers. <laughs> he needs to actually take your genetic material and like yeah. do uh, science. That's, to that's it. like that's like what happened. What was the um like I was telling around like like a Siler on Heroes? Remember? You ever watched that show? Yes. No. He would like cut open people's brains and like he knew his superpowers that he knew how things worked. So he figured out a way to like basically take other p- powered people's powers because he figured out how they work. Yeah, that's the most we ever got for why. Um, <laughs> so same idea. He also science. had total control over his body and at, at a molecular level, so he could like change himself, like change form and all that sort of stuff. Got it. Okay. Um, so as I mentioned, he's a brilliant ge- uh, geneticist and biologist. He's a skilled surgeon and well practiced in the science of cloning. So we already know he's friends with the Marauders because he's like, "Hey, here's some money. Kidnap people for me. Let me experiment on you. Whatever." Um, and you know, eventually he used the Marauders to massacre a group of people called Morlocks. Mm-hmm. Um, Morlocks are the outcasts and rebels against the surface society living in the underground tunnels beneath New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, who named themselves after the subterranean creatures found in H.G. Wells's book, The Time Machine. Mm-hmm. But He's not also- in Massachusetts. No, not in Massachusetts. Never. They're not allowed there. Yeah. Um, he's also a founder of a group called the Nasty Boys. <laughs> oh, man. Is that a wrestling group? <laughs> it was. It became a wrestling that's, group. That's the new name of our anything. Yeah. We're the Nasty Boys. <laughs> oh, boy. The oh, Nasty boy. Boys were essentially his personal strike force. <laughs> that was like his secret service. He's like, hey, that guy over there, go shake him down. Wait, what's your villain name? Mr. Sinister. And those Who, guys over there are the, the Nasty Boys. boys. Mis- yeah, I'm just... That sounds like an... Sounds like, I'm just going like to walk. That sounds like a Ninja Turtle like, I'm, game. Yeah, I'm just going to walk home. Yeah. We'll see you later. <laughs> like, that sounds like a, like a, like a do, lame like, band name. Of... Mr. Sinister and the Nasty Boys. <laughs> Is that like a bad rap just group? dripping yeah. in snot and like, <laughs> drool and stuff. <laughs> Pizza oh, grease. Boy, I want a t-shirt boy. that says Mr. Sinister and the Nasty Boys. Oh, man. With a Z. Nasty Boys. Done in the Marilyn Naz- Manson and the Naz- Spooky Kids Naz- font. Nasty Boys. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, he's also, um, because of his long lifespan and tinkering with genetic material and all that stuff, mm-hmm. involved in Weapon X. Okay. Um, and uh, briefly with the Third Everybody Reich. mothers and Oh, well. There yep. you go. Yep, there you go. He he, you know, at one well, he's point, a Nazi now, so he he worked with the Nazis definitely with the whole genetic experimentation so, thing. Yeah. Why, why don't we hear about Mister Sinister anymore? Um. Well, we we kind of do in some in some ways. Um, I feel like I haven't seen or heard of him since like the nineties. So we'll we'll jump a little bit here to some of kind of the references of him in suggested reading. Um, he's 
I, I was looking for suggested readings, right? Like, hey, like, what are good issues to read with this guy? And um, I couldn't find a lot, but I did find kind of a forum where people were talking about it. And someone asked the question, hey, I really like the character Mr. Sinister, but I don't know, like, what books to read. I feel like I, I don't have a lot of stories or books in which he was, like, read, like, like written in a ton. Um, help. And a lot of people came back with, like, yeah, like, Mr. Sinister himself... And like what he does, he's kind of a cool, interesting character. He's really powerful. Uh, I think they classify him as like an alpha level mutant oh, in yeah. terms of his power. So that's like Jean Grey's alpha uh, level. Omega level. Omega. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's another Greek letter. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but they're like, I can't find any like good stories with them. So um, in the modern era, stuff that you'll probably be able to find somewhat uh, more easily is uh, Uncanny X-Men Volume 2 by Kieran Gillen um, was, from what I read, very, 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 very Mr. Sinister heavy. Um, So that's probably going to be your most modern interpretation that I've been Marvel now. Um, Yeah, Mr. Sinister does sound like something that Kieran Gillen would be into. Yeah. 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 He he just... Thinking about the fashion choices. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense now. Um, so so that, that's probably the most modern interpretation of them in some ways. Um, other than that, you have, um, there was this little miniseries called Further Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix, numbers one through four in 1996. And that apparently did a really good origin story for, um, for Mr. Sinister. So you can check that out. Uh, he was heavily involved in the... Um, in the story arc, the Messiah complex, which I believe was cable or X force or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there, wasn't there something that we saw where he was holding like baby cable? Yeah. That was, yeah. Where, where like cave, the whole thing where like cables origin and all that yeah. sort of stuff where he was trying to kidnap cable, I think for apocalypse or something like that. Um, cause he's kind of like, partners with apocalypse because you know he granted him his powers and stuff um he was involved in age of apocalypse as well uh inferno storyline executioner's song uh, x factors number 71 through 75 have also been given the nod as like being a pretty good read and then cable and deadpool 17 which features an interesting fight between him and deadpool so that seems like Something to be up my alley, you know, it's like him versus Deadpool. So finally, other media. Well, my biggest introduction to him was like with the flat top in the in the animated series, you know, back then the X-Men animated series. Um, apparently, he was kind of referenced as part of like Lady Deathstrike's files in X2 X-Men United. Um, just kind of like his little Easter egg. Um, he was also... In uh, what was it? He he was also in X Men Apocalypse, like or he was referenced kind of mm-hmm. heavily in it. Um, in a post in the post credit scene, uh, his name is is dropped uh, on an Essex Corp, um, like in, in Essex Corp, and then there's a man wearing glasses that appears in the scene that kind of looks a little bit like what he traditionally looks like, but they never say his name and stuff. And you're like, all right, maybe. And there's the whole thing with the ending of that. And just there's, there's stuff that may watch that movie. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I like, I I think I started watching it. It's okay. 
Um, other than that, uh, he was also in Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, mm. which was another cool little animated series that I watched and I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then um, a, a bunch of video games and stuff there too. Cool. But that's Mr. Sinister. I think so. Hearing more about him now, Ian, where do you sit on him? Do you still feel like not really uh, that big of a, of a baddie or is he risen up in your ranks? He's kind of like a, he's kind of a, he's kind of seems like he's just another apocalypse crony. Like that's what he kind of, he's like apocalypse is evil scientist. Like that's yeah. kind of where I stand on him now, Ooh. which I'm like, okay, that's more credit than I gave him before. Yeah. Um, but like, would I be like, oh man, he's such a formidable foe. I'm like, I don't, I don't really put him on the same. The second you mention that he's involved with apocalypse, I'm like, okay, now you're one level down. Yeah. Like the second that apocalypse is your guy, like, yeah, that's. Yeah, there was. He's a, not bad. No, I, he's, he's cooler than I thought he, he was. He does, I thought he. I, I didn't remember any of his powers. He but. does some interesting stuff, like again with the collecting genetic samples and stuff. Um, it, like he has done it throughout like time, and apparently, I forgot who I, I read it somewhere, but someone said something. Um, like in one story, he's like. I think it was during World War Two or something like that when mm-hmm. he was like working with the Nazis. He would like go give out candy to kids in war torn countries in exchange for a blood sample. Be like, oh, just put like I'll prick your finger and you put your blood on this slide and I'll give you some candy. He's <laughs> just going around monster. collecting the blood of children. <laughs> nice, nice. <sighs> yeah, like you do, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, someone involved with a Third Reich would do. All right, here, but here's the thing, though. It's like, yeah, that's awful. But at the same time, he's Mr. He's Mr. Sinister. And he's and he give- probably went back to the Nasty Boys with that. It's yeah. like... Oh well, no, like, they yeah, didn't exist guy, back then. It doesn't. It, see, to me, it's like the nasty boys he, were were the he, SS. Well, here's what it is. Here's what it is. It feels to me like, yeah, that's pretty evil. But like, but he's also giving them candy. But no, and it feels like yeah, that's pretty evil. But you're really just trying to be evil, aren't you? Yeah, you're not. You're well, just doing it to try. Well, he's yeah. doing it to be sinister. It's almost like oh. he wants me to go. Oh, you're evil, but I'm like, I see through. You. No, I what thought- he really <laughs> wants you to say, what he really wants to say, Ian is. That's so sinister. Oh, yeah. I gets the little frisson of like, that's right. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> put some more black <laughs> lipstick on real quick. I feel like if I was there, I'd be like, what do you think of me now? And I'd be like, eh, I guess that's pretty evil. <laughs> I guess. But is it sinister? I, yeah. I think I, 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 I got to go now. I think I hearing back his backstory kind of makes him a little bit more rad. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I like for, his for backstory. Me, yeah. For me, yeah. I, I definitely like his backstory. Like, I think like it's kind of cool. Like, well, the one bummer is that we never get to see it really in like comics or anything like that, where he the like the scientist side of him. That part's pretty rad, though. Yeah, like that yeah. he's like that gnarly, but he's also like, yeah, but I can I'm smarter than all you, and I yeah. can like mm-hmm. you know I know way more about genetics than you do. Yeah, he's super like, that's intelligent. Cool. It, um, it's I w- and I do agree like. I don't remember a lot of stuff with him in it either, besides the cartoon and right. like, like trading cards. And but even in the like cartoon, that. like he was barely there. It's just and like, he like oh, barely that guy's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of gloss over that Nazi business. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. It was really interesting to me. Just the fact that he's like chasing this whole like 
controlling genetics and like genetic experimentation is super like Nazi-ish. And then you have like another quote unquote villain like Magneto, but he's like a Nazi hunter. And like, you're like, ah. still one of my favorite moments in comics oh, so is good. that red skull. And I've told you about that, right? Evan, the red skull and Magneto thing where they were like all trading villain or like trading superheroes and, 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 and red skulls like, like you go after like Captain America, Magneto, Magneto's like, you, you Nazi scum, I'll kill you. Yeah, he just like explodes You're on like, him. like, oh yeah, I forgot. He doesn't um, like, he's a bad guy, but he doesn't like Nazis. Yeah, Magneto <laughs> messes him up. Yeah, he does. But, um, <laughs> he like murders him, doesn't he? Kill yeah. him and like. Yeah. Locks him in a box far yeah. underground. underground. Something yeah. like that. But it, it, it was cool. I learning a little bit more about him and the fact that he's just like this crazy scientist yep. and stuff. Yeah, Victoria. Well, thank science. you, Chewy, for that. Thank, and Evan, thank you for choosing that character. That's a, that's a, that's that a good choice. Sinister yeah. Sorry character. To bore you no, no, no. It didn't bore me at all. I enjoyed his wacky extra. I, I, it's wacky. Evan, at the very least, I now know that he. So, comic trivia: What was the name of Mister Sinister's like evil bad guy task force? The nasty, nasty boys. I left I mean, out all it. the that's, gambit business too. Oh. That's There's heavily involved. business? Of course yeah. there is. Yeah, it all means like one of the four horsemen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that is going to do it for the four color character compendium. Uh, and now we move on to the uh, final part of our show, Back Matter, which we talk about comic book news and happenings, things going on, uh, movie news, stuff like that. Just kind of general comic book chatter and where we read uh, letters and stuff from you. So actually, we did receive some tweets. Uh, I, I, I will uh, asking to spare us from the joke book. Um, but because we have Evan here, I refuse to acknowledge that. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so at the very Sinister. least, Evan's going to have to... Don't worry. This, since Evan's our special guest, I'm going to make him answer all four of these jokes. Four of them? Answer? Yeah, you have to guess what the punchlines are. Okay. Like, really try. Okay? Hey, Evan. What does Batman take when he goes into the desert? Oh, God. This one's actually kind of cute. I don't know. A thirst aid kit. So oh, get that's, like a, that's like a popsicle joke. Popsicle <laughs> that, that's stick what joke. they all are. They're all that level. Hey, Evan, jokes. why are Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson's tennis games so noisy? Because they love each other. Because, <laughs> because they're always raising a racket. Okay. Next, please. Hey, Evan, what happened when the Joker couldn't read his own handwriting? Uh, he cried. This was really weird. He had to decipher himself. No, next, please. And finally, this is a good that one. Bum me out. Who was the dwarf detective who arrested the Joker? Willow. Sherlock Gnomes. And look, there's a photo. Oh, is, is it a is. drawing or is it? <laughs> it's uh, a little drawing? He's just a tiny Sherlock. He's like a little tiny a little man. <sighs> so yeah. Uh, sorry, Sean. Uh, if Al- if Alan sucks, if Alan were here, we wouldn't have done it. But he's not here, so that's what had to happen. Yeah, I was, I was honestly kind of excited for that book, and now you're and mad. I, and I'm bummed out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your pain brings me joy. Um, so what's going on Sinister. in the world of comics, uh, fellas? We have some we have some things down here. Uh, what's going? Let's start with comics. What's going on in the world of comics? Sure. Uh, next weekend. So so the day that this is released, not the coming weekend, but the next one, Saturday, December 9th and December tenth, is Comic Arts LA. Oh, really? I thought yeah. I thought it was like in. Is it really a December? It's every year? in oh, the man. beginning of December I'm every ready. every year. I guess we're going. Uh, it's 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 a free con in downtown LA. It's it's one of the best 
Comic Cons I've ever been to. It's a cool little like just tiny room where there's a lot of really cool like little. I think they're doing it in a different location. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they get a little bigger, a little bit bigger place. Okay. Uh, But yeah, if you go to not in the textile district. If you just Google Comic Arts LA, um, you'll uh, they're doing it in like a gymnasium, uh, or something. It's like at a a gym. Really? I don't don't know. I don't know what it's gonna look like. Is it in like LA? Yes. Yeah. It's it's called Comic Arts LA. Hmm. Uh, but that's coming. It's got all the usual suspects are gonna be there. Um, remember that time that we saw both Brandley O'Malley and Matt Groening? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty that good. Was yes. Pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that's that's next weekend. Cool. All right. What else? That's, that's <laughs> not up. That that came up real quick. Yeah, I mean it. It, it always sneaks up on you. It's right after Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, whew, where'd you um, come from? Thinking of speaking of things that stuck up on you, they Marvel just sort of. Announced all of a sudden, hey, we have a new editor in chief. Yeah. Which yeah. there haven't been that many editor in chiefs besides Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, it was Axel Alonso since like 2000. Wow. Like it was for, like he's been editor in chief for like, I want to say 15 years. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Axel Alonso down. was 2011 to 2017. Before that was Joe Casada. Uh, so now it's CB Sibulski, um, okay. who's been an editor at Marvel for a really long time. He's written a lot of comics. Um, he's, he, he's a guy who knows what he's talking about. He's actually, I follow him on Twitter because every so often he's like, hey, if you want to break into comics or if you want to write comics, here are tips. Here's, here's cool. what the pros want you to do. Uh, so now he's in charge of, comic, of Marvel comics. They say why, why the change? No, they just said it was it's happening. happening. There it is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's a, that's a pretty major change. The editor yeah. in chief has really a lot of say on all the stuff that happens. Yeah, exactly. In the line, in the comics line. So I wonder what that uh, will mean. For yeah, Marvel. I, it'll be really interesting to see sort of what happens. I know that um, he actually wrote under a Japanese pseudonym for a period of time, and oh, really? he's a pretty big manga fan. So I hmm. wonder, I wonder how that's going to tie in. Hmm. Interesting. Um, further comics news. Yep. Do you guys know that they're ending Invincible? I just read that just now. <laughs> I was not aware of this. Invincible, before. that's the uh that's uh what's his name? Mr. Mr. Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman. Have you read Invincible Evan? I haven't read it but I'm aware of it. Yeah, the, it's his, I, I it's started his reading the first book. They're like it's pretty good. A lot of them. There's, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah so they're ending issues. with with issue 144 sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess they just signed off on final pencils. So, oh, wow. so it's done. It's officially ended. It's done. Wow. 144. You're not gonna squeeze like right. Yeah, he's not gonna. You want to 150 or, or even 145? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like uh, uh, he's got that Walking Dead stuff to do. Yeah, he's yeah. Too many zombies. I uh, the only other comics news I have is that. Uh, Archie announced the new book, and I think it's actually out. It may have already come out, uh, but it's called Betty and Veronica Vixens, and it's Ooh. if Betty and Veronica were in a motorcycle gang in the fifties. That's awesome. And that the, sounds rad. The art just looks like it looks like somebody looked at like a lot of Babs Tar art and was like, mm-hmm. "Do this, but Betty and Veronica." Okay. Uh, <laughs> and and the, it looks it looks pretty it looks pretty cool. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, totally separate, but Matt is playing a video game right now, and just. It's one of those open world games. It's Watch Dogs too. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Um, but he there. It's a bunch of like basically it's a, 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 a guy a, like a hacker group. Oh, I so thought a bunch it was someone that goes to like a park and just sits there and watches dogs run around. No, no, it was a dog. It's a, it's do- a bunch of dogs that are they're really concerned about the time, so they all wear watches. Yeah. Um. So no, but there's a part Wait, in it where which one of their wrists would they wear it on? <laughs> no, no, they wear it on their body. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they watch. Big... <laughs> or they're very small dogs. Um, they wear it on their tail. That's why they chase it. Um, so, uh, but in, in the game, they're driving. This guy's like, hey, alien versus predator. And there's this whole argument about like which one actually win in a fight, the whole deal. And, oh, Batman, you know, Batman fought him. I'm like, wow, these are really deep references. And they said, so ultimately, though, who would win? The other guy on the other end's like, probably predator because predator went after Archie. And as we know, if you're hardcore enough to go after Archie, I'm like, that is a deep comics yeah. reference in a video yeah. game. I, I read about that when it came out, when the comic came out. The, yeah. The, like somebody posted the whole video on well, YouTube. And then, some, and then we got talking about, uh, well, it's funny because we're going to bring him up here in a minute, um, when Archie met the Punisher. Are you familiar that this happened, Evan? Yeah. Big pun, they call him. <laughs> he thought Archie, <laughs> the Punisher came after Archie because he thought Archie was selling drugs. <laughs> Actually, that does sound kind of familiar. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing comic book. That sounds like I need to read that right now. Um, maybe I'll bring that one of these times. One I still of these need to. Days. I still need to bring more of those Archie tie-ins that are weird. Um, well, let's, so speaking of Punisher, yeah, there's that's a new now. Netflix show, right? I have not watched it yet. I've been a Has bad anybody watched guy. it? I haven't watched it at all. I, I haven't. I just finished the the Defenders. How, how was it? I enjoyed it. Okay. Actually, I not either. I'm I'm way behind. I need to. I'm, I'm gonna season I'm gonna two of Daredevil. Yeah, no, I never <laughs> even watched season two of Daredevil. I kind of gave up. He's pretty not, good in there, though. Punisher's pretty good. I'm not gonna so lie. So far, he's, it's rad. I'm like halfway through it. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Defenders made me cry. Did it really? Aww. Yeah. Wow. Because it's so bad. Cried like a baby. <laughs> Like I still well, need to watch jokes. Iron Fist. I will speak to and this. And I still need to watch Luke Cage. I will speak to this. Apparently our roommate Matt has told, and everybody, my parents are further along in the Marvel shows than I am. They're like, I, they say Punisher is awesome. Yeah. Everything I've heard is that Punisher is incredible and really, yeah. really good. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm stoked. I'm on deck to watch that. So hopefully by the You got to send a Stranger Things season two. I started it. <laughs> Sorry. I need to finish that too. Oh, man. Hopefully by the next time uh, we record, I will have. Uh, Did you finish it yet, Ryan? Yeah, I'll have okay. Punisher under my belt. All right. Yeah, I um, finished it in like three days. All right, let's talk about the distinguished competition. Um, Are we? Oh, because we were talking about Punisher. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say they're not competing with us. No, no, no. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Justice we're competing League. with. Has anyone right? in this room other than me seen? Justice Did you see? It? I have not. Did you go with your dad? It? I went with my mom and my dad to see it because oh, it was adorable. a free movie. That's it, so I, I didn't. I didn't charge. I didn't charge you for it. Uh, I will say this. I know it underperformed severely. Um, was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, wasn't. I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's perfectly. It's perfectly cromulent. It's right. to me. It's Ryan. This is going to be a bad thing for you, but and for DC, it's a great thing. It's like on par for me with like Age of Ultron. Like that's the kind of feel it had. Kind of like okay. okay. And by the yeah, end of the movie, sense. by the end of the movie, there's like a whole little kind of like there's a little like kind of Lois Lane monologue thing talking about you know the the heroes are here and like they're they're going to help people. They're here for to give us hope. I'm like. Oh, somebody at DC got the memo that superheroes are supposed to save people. You know, I was reading an article <laughs> about the movie and they wouldn't. So Paramount had Henry Cavill under contract for reshoots right. after after they shot the movie. Right. And so they said, like, hey, you can't shave your mustache. Yes. For the reshoots. And DC was like, look, like, please let us shave his mustache and we'll pay for you to CG a mustache wherever you need it in, in the Mission Impossible movie he's going to be in, but let us shave it. And and Paramount was like, ha, ha, no. And, <laughs> and so 
they had to CG his mustache away. Which I honestly, a lot of people complained about. I didn't really notice it. Probably I just, I just like, we live in a world where that's an option. I didn't really notice it. We live it. in a world where that's an argument. Right? I, I, I didn't really notice it. But then again, I was also looking at the horrible CG mess that was Steppenwolf. Because, oh, oh gotcha. man. You play a lot of metal. Oof. Oh, boy. Uh, but, you, but you said like uh, Cyborg CG was pretty good. Cyborg right? CG was really good. That's clearly where all the money went. I mean... Um, I, I'm happy that it sounds like it got put somewhere good, the money, you know? It was, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's a lot of little DC moments. There's like a flashback bit where they're showing like this, like step, they explain how like Steppenwolf like came to Earth before and we have to stop him again and that whole thing. And they showed, Alan would be very excited because they showed oh, Green Lanterns. Ooh. They showed a ring falling off and, oh, and zipping off into the, nice, into the cosmos. Nice. And they did say the name Darkseid in there. Ooh. They said Darkseid. So I'm like, all right, there's some there's some nice little DC Easter eggs in there that are pretty fun. Um, overall, like, would I say, oh my god, rush out and see it? No, but would I say that it's worth a watch? I would say, you know what, not as good. I would say this: it's the second best DC movie. But again, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. But I, would I say it was it was you know it's a fun popcorn movie. It's fun just to kind of eat All popcorn. Right. Watch. It was a lot more levity than I thought it would be. There was jokes. Honestly, the character I liked the least was the Flash. Really? Yeah, I, I think he was a little, he's kind of joke. He, he was, was a little jokester, too. Right? Yeah, but like it, it felt like they were doing like it wasn't Barry Allen Flash. It was Wally West. Very much like in those two kind of in pop culture now kind of mix. Like yeah. oh, Flash, he's a jokester. But anyway, but that being said, <laughs> like honestly, not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I actually kind of, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of had a fun time watching it. Nice. So. Uh, back to back to Marvel. Do you, uh, that the Hulu show Runaways is out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard it's good. Yeah. I yeah. heard it also has like a weird tie-in with Doctor Strange. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, I guess one of the characters' parents' backstories tie in directly with the ancient one, and there's a comic that huh. explains the the crossover huh. uh, in in reference to the the TV show. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. But I heard it was pretty good. Isn't there it's, like four Marvel like shows out right now? Yeah, yeah that one's a weird just, one because it's Hulu, stuff. not Netflix. Or uh, ABC. No, I mean yeah. besides even like the the Marvel like like Daredevil yeah. shows. I mean like, yeah, yeah, there's well, I mean well, there's, 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 the X, there's the there's the X-Men. Yeah, yeah, so those are well, those are those aren't those Marvel. Are the X-Men. I mean they they're Fox Fox owns those yeah as opposed I mean, to still Marvel technically yeah true right but they don't tie in the cinematic universe oh. like was run, run, does Runaways, one, Runaways does? ties into yeah, the cinematic universe oh, yeah. okay there you go yeah, yeah, and so still... does that other Cloak and Dagger show they're working on too right Ooh, yes I think so yeah. isn't there another one though Gifted Gifted, Gifted. yeah the that's X-Men the other X Men show but that's a yeah. Fox thing yeah too. where does Lucifer too. fall in there Liz, that's DC DC that's like a but he Lucifer ties in with Supergirl. Does it? I think it does. I think I heard that it does. That's weird. Uh, I know that so Superman many of those DC is a shows. I can't show even keep What's that other those? show that came out that did terribly? Um, There's been a lot with the giant bulldog. Oh, oh the, yeah. Oh, yeah. That wasn't even that was yeah. like I think that they like by the time Inhumans actually came out, they're like, yeah, this is a mini series event. Yeah. It was basically like Kevin Feige finally getting rid of Ike Perlmutter. Yeah. By letting that fail. Yeah. Um, speaking of more Marvel news, uh, they cast Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, yeah, in oh. the Marvel movie. Yeah, we were talking the about this Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Jude Law. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. Yeah, if you need the perfect human. Yeah, if you need like the perfect like a pretty pretty man. Yep. <laughs> like, why not pick Jude Law? Why not the young Pope? Yeah, I think um, I think he's a good call. 
Uh, and then the last one I have is uh, that uh, they announced a while ago that Disney XD was doing a Big Hero 6 show. Mm-hmm. And the the premiere was over the Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, it's, really? Uh, so, yeah, it's a 45-minute, you know, like, first episode movie type thing. Is it CG uh, called, or is it hand drawn? It or? is. Uh, it's no. It's flash animated. You know. It's it's flat. Um, okay. It's called um, Big Hero Six: Baymax Returns, and it's uh, it actually it does the thing that every Disney television series recently does. That's based on a movie where it takes place in between, like in a jump cut in the movie. So like the like the Tangled show takes yeah. place. In between the end of the Tangled movie and when they get married, which is the very end of the Tangled movie, uh-huh. it takes place in that intervening time period. This, at least the Baymax Returns bit, takes place uh, after sort of the end of the big climax in in Big Hero Six, but before um, Hero finds yeah, yeah. Baymax's chip in the in the giant fist, right? And and in that same time period. So it's it's pretty fun. It was uh, you know they don't have um, they have like about half of the original voice actors. They didn't get uh, T J Miller back. They didn't okay. get uh, the Wayne's brother who was in that movie back. But right. everybody else actually the the voice of um, the voice of Wasabi is the same as the voice of Cyborg on Teen Titans Go. Um, but it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's got it's got jokes. All right, um, jokes are good, and it's it it feels very much like the movie. All right, done well, guys. I know you wrote this down, but today, as you're listening yeah. to this, is a big day. Yep. Tuesday. No, that's when we're recording it. The Tomorrow, first, when this is first, being listened oh, to, okay. is a big day. They're dropping an Infinity War trailer. What? They're drilling it. They're it's not waiting there. for Star Wars? They're just going to do it? I, th- I don't think so. But I heard, I'm assuming I heard it'll that be it's because it leaked. Yeah, probably. Um, check it out. I'm assuming it's going to be, there was some leaked Comic-Con footage a while ago we never really commented on, but I'm assuming it's it. I don't know what it's going to be, but did you guys, any of you see the Vanity Fair covers that they were that they showed off? Where they had like five everybody. covers and it had everybody like in groups. <sighs> uh, Black Widow looks really weird. <laughs> oh. she They dyed her hair blonde, but yeah. they did that thing that, that well, because this isn't, isn't Scarlett Johansson actually blonde? Right, but like they dyed her hair. I think they're doing it because of... Uh, I, I don't want to spoil things for Evan. How far into the MCU have you gotten movie-wise? It's the last one you want. Did you see Civil War? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's because she's like ha- hiding I think, underground. I think the new Thor uh, right. is the only one I have Oh, really? Seen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Um, I think it's because she's oh, like she's hiding underground. Hiding. And also there was another Black Widow in the comics that was blonde yep. at one point. Um, but they did that thing that, that people did for a while where when they would dye their hair blonde, they'd also dye their eyebrows blonde. So she looks kind of oh, weird. weird. Like I remember Cameron D- Diaz did that for a couple of years and just looks strange. Yeah. This looks like you don't have eyebrows. It's yeah, weird. Blonde eyebrows is a weird look. Yeah. Um, like but a, like uh, a Tilda Swinton. Look. Yeah, kind of. But like it's Scarlett Johansson. It just was weird. Um, but like, I, dude, I'm I'm ready for it. They released a poster today too. It's like the sh- a shiny Avengers logo, and it says Infinity May Four. Oh man, Whew. it's gonna be it's gonna be a wow. They're putting it out things. on May the Fourth, huh? Yep, they sure <sighs> are eating their own lunch, man. <laughs> they sure oh, are. That's weird. So it's gonna be a gonna be a big day tomorrow, guys. I, yeah. I'm interested well, to see how our lives big day will be for changed. you today. If yes. you're listening to this on yeah. new comic book, if you are. send us a tweet about what you think. Yeah, please tell us. We'll read yeah, them here on the show. We haven't if seen you it yet. send, if if three people 
send me tweets about what they think of the Infinity War trailer. I will not read from that book next time. I promise. We will read 300 And we're going to probably have another guest next time, and I promise not to read from that book. And he promises it won't be me. It it won't be Evan. I'm sorry. Because I suck. We lined somebody else up, but but we may need another guest. We'll see. We'll see how scheduling permits. Uh, Evan, I have some news that may interest you. Yes, I saw this on here. I'm curious. Yeah. So uh, Goldberg, the wrestler, Bill Goldberg, uh, his is, name is Bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what makes it even better. That's pretty he's good. gonna be uh, <laughs> go by, like, William, William Goldberg. I, I guess he's doing something. He has. They haven't said what it is, but he's gonna be on the Flash. What? CW Flash. Yeah. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. So he's gonna be. He's been cast for an unspecified role. Bone saw. No. No. Uh, no ETA on like when or what exactly yet, but. What if he's just his wrestling character? Goldberg? That'd be great. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, like he, like, like <laughs> the Flash befriends the wrestler Goldberg, and he just pals around with him, not even doing superhero That's stuff. That's if like Ryan had a Flash and a Goldberg action figure, what would happen? Yeah, exactly. They play football. They play fo- yeah. they'd go yeah. exploring. Yeah. And they go oh, exploring. there's a cave. Let's hang out, Flash. Okay, Goldberg. Uh oh, I hope we don't get trapped. <laughs> Oh no! Here comes a corrupt. <laughs> here comes a corrupt landowner around, throwing his like throwing his ponytail around, th- throwing his one thirty second, you know, Cherokee heritage around. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so Marvel Studios um, apparently has said that they that just without a lot of details. Um, we're 22 movies, and Kevin Feige said, uh, we're 22 movies in, and we've got another 20 movies on the docket that are completely different from anything that's come before, intentionally. We're never going to watch them all, Evan. They're we're gonna never going to stop making they're them. They're never going to stop. There's already 22. It's just, There's 22. It's just like they're never going to stop making so, Star Wars movies. We're never going to run We're never going to watch them. the end of them. No, we're never going to know. We're going to die not knowing. Knowing stuff like okay, well, there's gonna be a guard event. There's gonna be uh, Avengers Guardians. Four. There's Guardians, uh, Guardians Three. Yeah. Uh, a, a Spider-Man Homecoming sequel probably. Um, there's probably gonna be Spider-Man sequels for Prom. Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Captain Marvel. That still leaves about fifteen unknown projects. Um, that they're just like, what? And they're also saying like, it's going to be completely different with quoted. We're looking for worlds that are completely separate geographically or in time from the worlds that we've already visited. Cosmic Marvel. I knew it. War (laughs) world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that would be like nothing in the forties, nothing in 2000, you know, like in the nineties. Yeah, I was also stuff that's away from earth. And also if you think about it, like all the people who have been playing all these Marvel characters, you know, we have all the Avengers and everybody been doing it for a long time. They're going to get old. Yeah. And like, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. wants to play Iron Man until he dies. So they probably want to do some things that are going to shake things up. I don't know though. I feel like, I feel like he'd be fine. As long as they give him lots of money. I feel like he'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Well, no. What I'm saying is, like, he they don't want to have like 15 more Iron Man movies. Like, right, they I'm calling wanna... it now. Eventually, Robert Downey Jr. is the one who makes the cameos, not Stan Lee. Probably. Do you think? Um, do you think Marvel, the cinematic universe, will ever like redo or reincorporate X Men? And not. <laughs> Maybe, I, yeah. You know. It'll eventually. Probably. Happen. I think probably. Not, eventually they'll fight. Zone. Eventually. Probably. Eventually they'll they'll buy WB and yeah. we'll have we'll have WB. Iron Man versus Batman, <laughs> and then and then even further down the road we'll have Disney offered to buy 20th Century Fox. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's how bad they want from, it back. From what I understand, um, you then know, like we talked everything. about. There's I just a can't lot wait of Batman versus Darth Vader of the movie. Yeah, there, there's a lot of. When I'm like sixty. Um, I want that. I want amazing. that Patton Oswalt. I want that Patton Oswalt from Parks and Rec uh, filibuster yeah. movie. That's what I want. <laughs> there's 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 a lot the of like head of Chewbacca on a robot spider body floating around and stuff like that. And I think it's a matter of time before they do. I yeah. think it, as long as uh, Fox keeps putting out quality X-Men movies that they, that Marvel won't necessarily retcon anything no. from the X movies yeah. and we'll just find ways to incorporate them in. Um, all of that's going to happen before another standalone Hulk movie for sure though. Yeah. I hey think you guys have an idea. Yeah. Hawkeye movie. See, I, I think I was saying a Hawkeye black widow movie would be really good. I like, was just actually like, just talking to a friend of ours who she just has been watching all the Marvel movies uh-huh. and she was saying like, what's their deal? I want to know more about them. And I'm like, yeah, I know. They explain a little bit in Ultron. Yeah, but they don't really like go into like. They that should... would be cool to see them in a movie together. Yeah, like, and, going then, on a and then they could base it in my how to make a good Marvel movie. They just sure. make it a a Jason Bourne, you know, yeah. a Bourne movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I think honestly though, like, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again before we get X Men into the MCU. We need a good Fantastic Four movie, man. Give that back to Marvel. Let them do it. They'll do well, a good and, job. And, and here's what you do. Who's It'd be easy for like, because you're like, where do you start? Well, like, you start over, but like, just like, start. Well, especially if they're going cosmic Marvel. Yeah, that's super easy. Yeah, it'd be really easy to do it that Get the way. The Shiar, like, <laughs> bird people from space, one of whom marries. I think those Professor are X. those. I think those go along with X Men, though. I think they're yeah, actually going to incorporate those maybe in the new X Men movie, yeah, the Dark Phoenix one. That'd be great. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I hear they're going to space too. We'll <laughs> Everyone's going to space. Um, all right, and finally, Earth movies are boring. <laughs> since, we're, since we're talking about like just kind of crazy all over the place stuff, um, DCCW crossover Crisis on Earth X. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, I heard about yeah. this. Um, so crossover between Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, here's the poster for it. When are you going to watch Legends of Tomorrow? I haven't watched Supergirl. Like the newest season of first, Flash, the first episode of Supergirl, and it wasn't terrible. Right, that's, that's about what I heard. I yeah. didn't love it either. I so I I, I fell a lot of room in my life for that. Kind I fell of off. Show. I fell off of Arrow and Flash, not because of anything being like I don't like it, but just I, I too fell many behind. shows. Too I many shows. Behind. That that's all it is. Um, I I what the first seasons of Legends of Tomorrow was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but in the background, so it's like a multiverse thing, and there's nice. a crossover. But awesome. like in the background, there's a swastika. Like, because they go to the dark universe. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. On the war, I guess. Well, I guess Bad in guys. like Legends of Tomorrow, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but like it looks pretty gnarly. Like it looks it's, looks weird. like Civil War. Yeah, the post. They're doing the thing that, that DC wishes they could do in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, people actually care um, about the characters. So and they let's can do see. Stuff do it. I have anything <laughs> on that? Um, so that's going to be no. That's like that just happened or right. is happening like right now. Yeah, I heard it was speak. pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Ryan. So uh, we'll see. This is probably also super action bros news, but I'll talk about it with you here yeah. first because he's too here. The best superhero movie ever is getting a sequel and they just released the trailer for it. I seen the teaser trailer. Yeah, in which the teaser. They they have a baby that shoots lasers oh, out its man, eyes. I'm so excited. About Cyclops? freaking time. No. no. The Incredibles, Incredibles 2 is coming out. Uh, about freaking time. Too incredible. Have you watched isn't The Incredibles 2? Isn't it 14 years? No. Since yeah. The yeah. Took them, you need to watch The Incredibles. It is going to be your favorite Pixar movie. I will tell you 100%. It, it rules. It's, okay, it's such a good... I have it's a it, good like I have it on superhero Blu-ray movie. It. I have right it on now, Apple TV. It's one of... Pixar movie is probably... 
Toy Story. Yeah. It's or one of three Wally. movies that I've bought on DVD. This and one you're really going to like because it's not, it doesn't pander. It's not, it's like, it's like a spy, spy movie slash superhero movie for kids. It does Watchmen better than Watchmen did. It's super oh, good. It's right. so good. You need to watch The Incredibles. You would Who love it. Who watches The Watchmen? Um, the Incredibles watches And the Ryan, I'll let, I'll let you, unless did you put that on the notes here? Yeah, yeah. I just saw uh, Jumanji. Yep. Uh, I heard is good. I saw a trailer for it and people seem to no, like no, it. I feel I, like it's I'm, completely I've different seen, though. Than the yeah, no, it's oh, totally. Yeah, sure. it, 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 it takes it, place. The only thing that's the same is like they call it Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't take place in a house. Yeah, it takes place in a, in a video game. And yeah. oh, it's a video game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, each, these teenage kids get pulled into this video it's game. It's kind of like a Metal Slug type game and okay. each of them inhabits a character. Yeah. It's cute though. Uh, the, the, like, the, like the pretty prissy girl, it turns into like Jack overweight Black. Jack Black. Yeah, no, it's it, it looks <laughs> pretty hilarious. I follow Jack Black on Instagram and he edited together uh, part of the Jumanji trailer with the commercial for the video game Pitfall oh, that he was yeah. in as a child. Oh, man, really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. That's awesome. Pretty good little flip there. I feel like uh, this is the but, second time that Jack Black's done Jumanji. Oh, the first time he did right? it, it was called Goosebumps the Movie. Yeah, <laughs> Goosebumps the Movie is actually great. great. No, I, uh, I loved it. I, I'm, really? Yeah. Yeah, right. no, Goosebumps the Movie is totally worth That's a watch. Awesome. It's pretty ridiculous and fun. It's All Jumanji right. with Goosebumps books. Uh, but I, right. I, I really okay. want to see Jumanji. Have you not seen it? And we no, watched the trailer, and my daughter said, ah, PG thirteen. I wish I could go see that movie. So we'll look at the parents' guide and we'll see what the <laughs> are. Um, I was gonna mention one thing, totally separate, but to maybe inspire you guys to keep watching horror stuff. Have you guys seen the trailer for a movie called A Quiet Place? No. Dur- starring and directed by John Krasinski. It looks great. Really? Yeah, it's definitely like a suspense horror movie. Mm. Um, I'm not even going to talk about it. I just want you guys to go it's watch it. It's a Jim from The Office? Yes. Yeah. All right. St- written, oh, no, I'm sorry, directed and starring him and his wife. How many times does he look at the screen and do the like, he doesn't. gym look? This is like a legit, it looks pretty good. I will, I'll, we'll watch it after we're done here because I got I to show it to you guys. Um, well, guys, it's going to wrap us up for this issue of Four Color Commentary. Um, well, first of all, before we go any further, I want to thank our guest, Evan. Evan, thank you for coming on. Give me a clap. Appreciate it. Thanks, you buddy. are very welcome. I know you've been wanting Aww. to do this for a while, and I'm glad we could finally uh, uh, make it happen. Um, I hope I can come back, because hopefully I wasn't that bad. No, you were good. You did a good job. Thank okay. you. You brought a good, great comic to talk about. We'll and, see. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll let you know. Uh, we'll get back to you soon. Um, so... <laughs> So next time, actually, guys, it is our holiday episode. It is the Christmas is. episode. The Christmas episode. Evan was getting the spirit by drinking spiked eggnog this entire recording session. Me too. I had some also. <laughs> um, but uh, that was hours ago. Now. But I had three. It is holiday times here at the uh, at the old four color fortress. So Chewy, yes, you are the one bringing first prints next time. What are we reading? Um, well, since it is the season of giving and it is the season uh, of Christmas, um, I'm actually, guess what? You're getting two. You're getting two books. What? Two great what? holiday books for the price of one. Wait, first for First Prince? Yes, Kay. you are. Okay. All right. So the first book is called Klaus and the Witch of Winter. Ah, another uh, follow up to the Grant Morrison series. Yes, it's an it's a it's an oversized one shot. Okay. Um, and it's a follow up to uh to Klaus there. Uh, again, Grant Morrison Klaus, and Dan Mora, or Klaus Klaus. Um, 
and and that's uh, out on Boom Studios. That's uh, Claus or Klaus uh, and the Witch of Winter, um, number one. It's it's only like a forty page story. Okay. Nice. Um. All right. And the second one, surprise, surprise, Claus and the Crisis in Xmasville. Oh. Um, or we're getting, a, we're getting a double feature here. Double feature. Another like forty page uh, one yeah. shot. As well, uh, so it's actually you don't shorter. Don't want to save one until next Christmas. You just want to throw them all at well, us. Well, here's it's they're both time. they're both short though. Yeah, right? I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying it's Christmas time. We're getting double both gifts. of my books that that I'm suggesting here are shorter than most first prints. Oh no, that no, we no! Made. I was just saying like, uh, you, you're giving us a double d- double feature of class. I'm I'm excited. Again, written by Grant Morrison, art by Dan Mora, and this one the catch is for Klaus or Claus and the Crisis in Xmasville. Available on December 6th, 2017. Ooh, so it's going to be fresh. So it'll be fresh. It'll be about a week old Hot or so. Hot off the presses. Hot off the presses for the coldest of seasons and fresh off the heels of Krampus Knocked. All right. All right. Um, so for uh, here's my issue uh, next time, uh, we're going to have another guest um, to confuse our audience entirely. We're going to have another Evan, um, but we call but a him different Evan, a different Evan. Um, and so I asked Alternate him, universe. Uh, he, oh, no. he was our, he was our uh, former roommate Crisis. too. And I used to live with him. Um, and I know he likes to read comics a little as well. So known affectionately as the worm. Yes. Uh, so I've asked him uh, what comic he wants to bring. And he showed me kind of a collection and a lot of it's definitely read, but there's one that stuck out is a licensed comic, but it's a licensed comic. I've heard good things about. And since this guy is my Disney Disneyland buddy who I go to Disneyland a lot with, oh. we're bringing a Disney book. And it's one that you and I have heard about from a fr- our buddy, Jacob, who has said it's pretty good. Um, he's going to bring Darkwing Duck, Disney's Darkwing oh. Duck number one, uh, written by Aaron Sparrow and pencils by James Silvani. So it is a adaptation of the Darkwing Duck animated series. So bringing some nostalgia in uh, for our holiday episode. Oh, I remember Let's nostalgia. Let's get dangerous. Um, so Chewy, uh, what uh, what are you... Um, what are you bringing for, for the oh, holiday man. episode? So your, here's my issue. My Here's my issue is... Um, Oh man, I've got. I feel like there's another good Christmas surprise here, as well. Um, but uh, like I said, I'm I'm bummed. This episode comes out before Krampus knocked. The other ones, well after Krampus knocked, I had to get Krampus in there somehow. All right. Oh wait, you Krampus? So the book I'm bringing is Ghost Rider Xmas Special Infinite <laughs> Comic Number One. That's awesome. <laughs> um, written by Method Man. <laughs> What? Oh, man, it just keeps getting better. Where did you find this? Art by Balak and Anthony Piper. Oh man. Um, well, you outdid mine. I'm 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 failed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little pitch here. Um the Christmas spirit of vengeance. Robbie Ray's little brother, Gabe, is getting teased at school for having too much Christmas spirit. The kids of East LA are less excited about Santa Claus's impending visit, making them perfect victims for the evil Krampus. And right. that's and that's that's what it is. And I'm then, not overwritten by Method Man yet. All right. Yeah, it's it, the end of the the end of that pitch says written by Method Man, Wu Tang Clan, The Wire. <laughs> so he was also right. on CSI. He was a recurring character. All right. Anyway. Uh, so I'm also bringing a Marvel book. It's Marvel time, my rotation, and Marvel I find always has the best 
weird, as we've just seen the weird, wacky holiday issues. But I'm bringing one that's a little bit older. Uh, mine actually comes from the far off year of March 1986. Oh. Uh, March, the year of March. Yes. Uh, and so it, it's written, which is weird because it's a Christmas themed issue. They probably wrote it around Christmas. Uh, well, <laughs> they said it was released then. Uh, it's written by Peter David, uh, who has been a longtime writer of many different things. Um, penciled by Mark Beecham, uh, inker by Pat Redding. It's the all new, all daring Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. Number one twelve, uh, the the <laughs> the cover alone sold me on it. Uh, the synopsis is a department store Santa with visions of larceny dancing dancing in his head makes the mistake of trying to rob Spidey's neighbors on Christmas Eve. <laughs> this is the Sounds cover. Fantastic. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it says you. It's Santa Claus with a gun with sunglasses, and it says. You better watch out. And the little Marvel thing at the top, it's Spider-Man in the black costume with a, with a Santa hat being crushed by presents. It's like the, Based on it's like cover, the cover of alone. It's like the cover of Terminator, but with Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's oh, smoking a cigarette, that. too. Yeah. <laughs> so watch out, kids. Uh, so like yeah. B.A. Santa. I'm just going to call it the spectacular Spider-Man number 112. <laughs> Nice. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I am bringing a uh, Christmas-themed book as well. Uh, it is the first in a mini-series that I picked up uh, a while ago uh, and had kind of forgotten about. It is called Penny Dora and the Wishing Box. Oh, right. Okay. I yeah. Penny uh, so Dora. I'm bringing, bringing Penny Dora, number one, written by Michael Stock with art by our pal Cena Grace. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this issue of Four Color Commentary. Again, I want to thank Evan for, for, for sitting in with us. Uh, nice to have uh, nice to have a, a little different blood here sometimes. Mm, blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we want to thank all of you for listening as always. And we want you to uh, want to invite you all back to join us, nasty boys, next time for our holiday special. Well, you know we're we'll all be avoiding avoiding Krampus's switch while dancing merrily to the sugar plum dance. As Chewy. <laughs> you know that I'll be nestled by the fireside waiting for old St. Nicholas to come down and probably accidentally kick me in the face because I just can't wait for them presents. I'm Ian. Earlier today, Chewy came up to me and said, Hey, Ryan, have you talked to your children about Krampus yet? <laughs> I'm Ryan. <laughs> it's a real thing that actually happened. It's not you even want to give us an outro? What will uh, you be doing? I'm Evan and I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Stay near mint, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. 